Hello, hello, and welcome to the Mild and Lazy Guys podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Matt. And I'm Andrew. And on today's episode, we have a very special guest in-house, and I'll introduce him in a minute. Um, we're back with our usual bag of tricks. we got junk mail, questionable behavior from the internet. On this week's Mount Rushmore, we are going to talk about our favorite Texas Rangers of all time. Of course, we've got Pick Your Poison. We are reviewing the Disney classic Angels in the Outfield, and we'll talk a little sports, and we'll finish up with what are we watching and what are we listening to. Uh, before we get started, let please go rate and review us on iTunes and Apple Podcasts if you haven't already. That helps us out a ton. Follow us on Spotify, and you can follow us on Instagram, at Mild and Lazy is our Instagram handle, so go and follow us there. Um, there is a merch link in the Instagram bio, so if you want to get you know a shirt, a pair of socks, Fanny pack, anything like that, uh, you can go on there and get you get you fi- get you fixed up. Um, so yeah, that's it with the uh, with the opening. What have you been up to? Me? Well, as you know, we've been off for a while. We were supposed to go to Lake Murray, uh-huh. and there was this whole thing where Claire wasn't feeling good. Lady she works with at the yoga studio told her she had COVID, so she should get tested. Claire went and got tested. It was a negative, but they're like, "Well, let's take a more thorough test." And this was like on a Monday. So she gets tested on Monday, and she was supposed to get the results back on, like, a Thursday. She calls, nothing. She calls Friday, nothing. And then sat, Sunday, we're getting ready to leave, and she wants to go get antibiotics because she thinks she has a sinus congestion, sinus headache. And when she's there, that's when they say, oh, by the way, we got your test in Friday, and it's positive. So that sucks. So we were packing up ready to leave. This was, you know, two weeks ago, getting ready to leave, and we had to call and tell my parents we can't go with them. We're, you know, Claire's sick. Like, this is the reasoning she's been sick. Uh, but I never got sick. Ellie never got sick. We ended up just staying at home. Uh, parents were cool enough to give us our money back. Uh, then luckily my transmission went out of my truck that same week. So it's pretty been hectic week. Um, but we had a staycation. We like just watched a whole bunch of Big Brother and ate you know junk food and got fat and sassy. <laughs> yeah. And then um, and then today we found out what we're having. We had a little gender reveal party, and it was as bad as it sounds. I hated it, man. We had to sit in front of a cake like a bunch of idiots while, like, seven cameras were pointed at us while we simultaneously cut this cake. And then I just go, oh, it's blue, it's boy. And I was like, <laughs> that was it. That Dude, was all we were here I was for. I team boy all the way. Yeah, I'm just t- I'm team, team boy. Ten, ten fingers and ten toes no, and all absolutely, that. Absolutely, absolutely. But yeah. So now, we, like, we were kind of set, like, I think we were going to have a girl. So we had all these names, so now we had to pivot. And, like, they're just throwing out terrible names. My mother-in-law, like, wants to name it Cornelius. Oh. Which I think she's joking, but I was like, she push that joke a lot like you sound very serious it's not gonna be cornelius con like that sounds terrible so <laughs> if anyone has any suggestions i think it has to be a two-syllable name because our last name is one syllable uh-huh. so it's you know it's got to sound it's got to flow well, and I'm, I'm not naming them matthew not naming my dad wants to be like billy jr it's like <laughs> not gonna be billy jr not gonna take him a kid bj and like i told zach we're having a boy go oh zach said the same joke like oh zach's a great name so I what's said. funny is mine wasn't a joke though i was serious <laughs> well to me it was and you hurt joke. me when you just laughed just, it off i just said that's a great name when we get a new cat like yeah. i'll keep that in mind uh, so it's a roller coaster but it all worked out i should be I'm, i told claire like she's dreading the fact that i'm like serious about getting a van because i need a i need something for work that's what i need and i need something that i can use for work and vans are perfect and i was like getting another kid like i think i need a van 
and I think I beat her down. I didn't sound. I haven't beaten her down, and <laughs> I've convinced her enough about it that I think she's gonna be like just because I can. I can get it, and then eventually I'll get a work vehicle, and then I can sell that, and I can get a practical car like you guys have. Yeah, so I just don't want a truck. I'm not a truck guy. Never have been. Okay, All I'm right. more of a van guy. Are you though? You've never had a van. Not yet. Do you want to be like Ryan? I do, actually, man. I was already selling her. I was like, we could take vacations. <laughs> we could load up everything. We can take it all at once. I was like, I can drive Matt to the draft house this year. I don't have to bum a ride. I was like, I can. it's going to be amazing. So you might see me roll up. I told her I'd put little those plastic spinners on there. So when I pull up to a mailbox and I stop, <laughs> my room just keeps spinning and I take off again. She didn't like that joke. Uh, all right. Well, before we get to me and what I've been up to, let me introduce our guest today. He is a friend. He is a podcast super fan he is a red oak blogger. he's a red oak hawk he's a Alumni. food blogger now yeah, food reviewer yeah, yeah mr brady sap <laughs> welcome welcome man. brady Thanks was trying to in. introduce himself. i mean i was trying to introduce <laughs> no? myself okay go ahead. Like, yeah go ahead uh hitting the soundboard all over the place thanks for yeah. coming in man yeah man thanks for having me a uh, long time listener first time caller so uh <laughs> i'll hang up and listen yeah uh, all right no, that was brady yeah. bye that was brady. back to me no man we're excited to have you in we're excited to have another guest in um technically the third but we'll never hear the first one no, we'll never Jacob. hear that first one. Never get no. to hear it. God, there's, that was such a good episode. There's too, a lost episode where <laughs> we, we were hammered, drunk at a fantasy, told me about at that. a fantasy yeah. football poker night, and uh, got wild. It went off the rails. We talked aliens quick. for hours, and then it was like four in the morning, and Matt's like, "I got three percent." And it's four in the morning. He's like, we, we can't record any I, longer. I had sobered up. I went, okay, like, let's go to bed. Conversation. Yeah. I, was, but, uh, I just remember slamming pizza crust into queso and just having one of those deep conversations where I'm like talking about like everything that's in the universe. So when you said on the text that you were coming back from a gender reveal, I thought it was like somebody else's. I didn't oh, know. No, we're I didn't put two and two together. I, was like, <laughs> I, mean, I knew y- that y'all were having a child, but I, did, I was like, oh, okay, cool. They're, like, they're coming from a gender reveal. Yep, so. <laughs> unfortunately, we, my family like forced it upon us because we went Friday. I took off. We went Friday, and they were like, I was like, I had to close my own eyes at my, you know, yeah. my wife's sonogram because we couldn't find out. And then my sister-in-law knows a lady who makes cake, so we put it in the envelope, gave it to her, and sent it off. It was really cool-looking cake, though. It looked really cool. Was and it a good cake? It actually you, tasted good, okay, yeah. cool. That's it was all. weird, though. It looked like an Abe Lincoln top hat. It was, like, circular and, like, I don't know, what is that, like, almost, you know, 10 inches tall. Yeah. So we just had to cut into it, and then you could see the blue. That's cool, man. I'm excited. You'll, you'll have a lot of fun with the little boy. Yeah, we'll see. Landry was bummed. He was he was team girl. So was Ellie. She yeah. really wanted a sister. Yeah, so I had to disappoint her. <laughs> I do that a lot with people. Uh, all right. Um. Yeah. Uh, I've been uh, we've been off a, a while, so a lot's gone down. Um. I forgot that I had insurance because I started a new job back in January. I've never had health insurance. I'm used to not going to the doctor. Yeah. I'm used to just ibuprofen, maybe some emergency, sleep it off. Uh, but I've been getting really bad sleep, and especially here lately, but I can't remember the last time I fell asleep and just woke up refreshed, you know? And Lauren was like, you have insurance. You can go to the doctor. I was like, you know what? I, I do have insurance. I should do that. And she's like, yeah, you should do that. So uh, I ended up going to the sleep doctor, and, uh, you know, they asked me all these questions, and they decided that they were going to give me a home sleep test to go take home and do. So you have this little black box that sits across your chest. You have a little... O2 sensor on your finger, and they give you a little, I don't know. Like a nose thing? Yeah. yeah Show it up your nose. Yeah, yeah, yeah the little auction thing. Yeah. So uh, I do that. I return it, and they download the results, and they call me. And they're like, yeah, you stop breathing an average of 38 times an hour. 
You have severe sleep apnea. Jeez. Yeah. So, uh, Lauren never like said like in the middle of the night, you like, yeah, well, yeah. She's like, you snore, like you, you're peeling paint off the wall. Like (laughs) I snore. Yeah. And, you know, I'm a big dude. And so when I went in for the initial appointment, they, you know, take your blood pressure and your weight. And when I stepped on the scale, I saw a number that was not cool with me. It was like 285. And I'm like, you know what? It's time, time to do something. So, I went home after work that day, threw away all the junk food, went to the grocery store, bought all, you know, whole new fridge full of groceries. And I was like, you know what, I'm going to change. So for the last 10 days or so, I've been eating clean and I got a gym membership and going to the gym. Uh, so yeah, whole new me coming. I weighed in today. I've lost like seven pounds in a week. Nice. Oh, man. Nice. So yeah. I want to take a little walks around the neighborhood with you. I'm down, man. That's what we need to do. I'm so down. we can talk about all this and we live so close to each other. Yeah, no, that, but uh, that sleep apnea, man, it's no joke. Like I had a, a former, a guy that I used to work with, he had it and, uh, we would have to share hotel rooms on, on travel, uh, setups. And yeah, like I'd be, it'd be three o'clock in the morning and like, it would sound like somebody was choking him. Like it mm-hmm. was, it's, it's, it's no joke, man. Yeah, no, yeah, it was wild. No, and they were, you know, going over the results and you know what it does to your organs, like your heart and everything else. Yeah, it's I'm not like, good for anything. No, yeah. no not good so. for Lauren either. I'm sure she's sleeping better now. Oh, I'm sure. Um, so yeah, I got a follow up appointment and then I've got to go in and do a in house sleep study where they kind of calibrate your machine and get the levels right so you stop, you know snoring and right. open up your airways to allow That's you to breathe though, so but you'll like spend the night over there yeah like you'll stay it's one night yeah i think i go in at 9 30 and they wake me up at like five in the morning and send me on my way so uh but yeah going back to the gym because i literally haven't done anything in a decade yeah and it just the first couple of days are really demoralizing because <laughs> like i get on the treadmill and i look down I'm like dude i've had to run for like 30 minutes it's like seven yeah. and i'm like holy crap but it's getting better and i am starting to get that endorphin kick like after i'm done like i do feel better and i can just tell just from a week from cutting sodas and i had a cheat day on thursday when we watched right. the i felt like, even that though wasn't that bad no 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 no. but i still like meat and cheese and some nuts and stuff that yeah I, f- I still felt guilty though like the next day i was like i gotta go twice i gotta go to the gym twice to work it off but uh but no so i've been uh i've been in the gym and so a lot of life changes over here. Well, so I, I've just been looking forward to Firehouse Subs opening. Dude, As you're cutting I'm, weight, I'm like salivating. Do we have a date on that? Like, it was supposed it? to be like last Friday, but Jeez. so me and Milligan went over there. Yeah, uh, they weren't open. It was like one of the bigger disappointments of my life. We drove by today. And my wife was like, "When is that place opening?" Mm-hmm. I can't get a. I can't get an answer. They don't have a phone number. <laughs> He's looking for a number. <laughs> Dude, I look for a number. I, I like, look for yeah. emails. I, I go in corporate. and I peep in. And I'm like, <laughs> I called their manager, their assistant manager. I looked up their franchise owner on LinkedIn. I can't find anybody. No, uh, I don't know. I, it's got to be within the month, though. Yeah, I figured because they're getting close. close. They're yeah. getting close. Um, but that's going to be a cheap meal for sure. Yeah. Um, all right, so uh, with that out of the way, let's get into the junk mail segment. And I've got the first story, and the headline reads, Woman sues McDonald's after complaining that a cheeseburger advertisement was so irresistible it caused her to break her fast during Lent. A woman from Omsk, Russia... Uh, is reporting that is reportedly suing McDonald's over an advert featuring cheeseburgers and chicken nuggets, which she said caused her to break her fast during Lent. Kesnia, and this is all in Russia, so I'm going to butcher these names. Kesnia 
Ovichkovna, a Orthodox Christian, said she was trying to stay away from meat and other animal products during the six weeks period, six week period leading up to Easter in 2019. The case was first reported by Russian state media and picked up by Western outlets, including Fox News, which wrote that she abstained from eating meat, eating meat for uh, for a month, and when the enticing McDonald's advert made her give in, according to the lawsuit. Um, quote, when I saw an advertising banner, I could not help myself. I visited McDonald's and bought a cheeseburger, she reportedly said in her statement. Fox News reported that of, of Nichikov accused the fast food chain of breaking consumer protection law and insulting her religious feelings. Nice. She is suing McDonald's for $14 <laughs> or 1,000 rubles as compensation for sustained moral damage. As somebody who is cutting weight myself and on a diet, you just got to have... You got to be mentally stronger than you that. You just said when Firehouse Subs opened, you're going there. <laughs> and now you're criticizing this lady. Yeah. You go, that's definitely a cheat day. And now for her, you got to be mentally strong. I am mentally strong. Friends. You know how many fast food places I pass that's every true. day? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Hey, you, kudos, what you got to do is pick your poison. Kudos to McDonald's, though. I mean, like, oh, yeah. that's a marketing win. That's you know? a like, win win. Yeah, uh, we'll exactly. Pay, that's what I was thinking. We'll pay the thousand rubles and just, you know, sell all these other Big Macs. I would, give, yeah. I would give her. 2,000 rubles yeah. to tell her story all around. Where was she from? Like, Plutska or something? Omsk, Russia. Omsk, close. Yeah, yeah. I'd be like, yeah, that's a win-win because our food is so good. You're willing to, like, break your religious just fasting. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you're willing to dish your beliefs just to get a burger. Like, Which, that's, like, that's great. Like, let's question her religion for a little bit because, like, if that's what's causing you to break your religion is, like, a McDonald's yeah, cheeseburger. You don't have Are committed. you really like that? Are you really? Yeah. <laughs> You're not that committed. You're probably not the past. She was looking church, yeah. for an excuse to get that burger. And then she just saw a commercial and was like, all right, I've had enough. I've had enough. <laughs> Look, McDonald's out there burning like people with coffee and all kinds hey, of that's stuff. That's no like, joke, man. That poor lady. I heard did, you, did you? She got like third degree burns and had to have like skin grafts. Yeah, like, it was that was bad. boiling hot. She got so much shit for that. That poor old lady. I, I, I listened to like a podcast about that like a year so ago. Did I felt I. so bad So did her. I. All right, next story. German, the headline reads, German modern pentathlon coach thrown out of the Olympics for punching horse. A German modern pentathlon coach has been thrown out of the Tokyo Olympics for punching a horse during competition. Kim Reisner was trying to assist German athlete Annika Schlu as she battled to control St. Boy at her show jumping round in the women's event on Friday. Athletes are only given 20 minutes to bond with an unfamiliar horse before their round, and Schlu, who had been leading the field, was in tears as she came across into the ring. The International Modern Pentathlon Union said it reviewed footage showing Reisner appearing to strike the horse with her fist and, quote, her actions were deemed to be in violation of the rules. Uh, she was also heard calling to Schlue to whip the horse harder, which I thought that's what you did with horses. You I mean, I've seen Western sh- movies, and that's all they do is whip those poor cows. I mean, I'm going to be honest, though. I got no idea what's going on in a pentathlon. Like a, is mean, that, I mean, it's like a fancy. Is that a horse? Is it like a dog I, show for horses where they have like a course? I thought the like pentathlon was where you like ran and swam and yeah, it's a like triathlon. A, right, but so that's a a couple more tries. So they like, you have to swim with your horse. Well, yeah, you have to. <laughs> all right, let me look up what's in a pentathlon. Modern. And what I don't get is they have twenty minutes to bond. Like you not like bring your own horse or something. I, I guess it's just like no. like the horse had to qualify and you had to qualify <laughs> and they just put like you together. Twenty standard horses, so you don't have like doped up. That's horses, true. I guess. Yeah, so we are just have like yeah. a because we're talking. Yeah, we're the Russian Olympic Committee. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. coming over here. Um, it no, it did say that uh, that horse had been um, difficult for another another uh, participant. I think that one was Russia. Yeah, Saint Boy had already refused to jump for another rider. Russian competitor Gulaz. I'm not even going to attempt that one. Nope. 
uh, earlier in the competition in the German Modern Pentathlon Union said he had been, quote-unquote, traumatized by the previous rider, uh, even before Schlue's round. So sounds like he just wasn't – sounds like Saint Boy was just not sounds about Sounds like it. the horse is kind of the problem. Yeah, he was Saint, the problem. Saint Bad Boy. More Saint like. Oh, there it is. Saint Bad Boy. Yo. Yeah, and I saw the video, and it, it was like when it says punch a horse, I thought it was like a right hook, yeah. like Schwarzenegger had on that uh, that reindeer from Jingle All the Way. It was kind of like you know you're spanking the horse on the butt. Oh, you mean like, like a Philadelphia a Eagles boy. fan during a Super Bowl? Yeah, Something Super like that. Bowl parade. Yeah. And then she, you know, looks like she didn't eat it, but so how about I, for punishment, she just has to eat it, but she can stay in the competition. Like, Why don't we eat think the horse? The boxes? Eat the horse shit. No one's gonna eat a horse, man. People eat horses. People eat in horses France. all the time. Yeah. Okay, y'all, y'all really defended that stance. I said no one should eat a horse. People eat horses all the time. Actually. Eating horses is not out there. All yeah. right, so uh, yeah, modern like on the Donner family, but a modern pentathlon is fencing, swimming, riding, and shooting, right. and running. Yeah. It's a whole bunch of stuff. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's that's just cool. like a wide range of like all kind of events. They're um, all pretty cool events, though. Yeah, so. Shooting's pretty legit. I've seen him do that. That's yeah. wild. Do you have to shoot all horseback, like riding? That'd be no, I don't cool. think so. I think oh, it's like these like weird air rifles that have like all this. It doesn't look like a Red no. Rider BB gun for sure. So the last event is called a laser run. It's it's <laughs> a combi- awesome. It's a combination Jesus. of I running man. and shooting events. Each competitor runs four 800 meter laps, each preceded by hitting five targets with a pistol. In each of the four rounds of firing, athletes have to successfully shoot the five targets, loading the laser gun after each shot. They resume running once the five successful hits or the maximum shooting time of 50 seconds has uh, has expired. Misses are not penalized. Also, it takes place in a uh, Dave and Buster's. So. <laughs> yeah, Dude, this is the greatest sport that like I haven't been watching. Avoid the pozzarella sticks. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, so... In case you didn't well, in four more years, I'm watching that. <laughs> I thought you were saying four more years, you'll see me there. No. <laughs> I got four years to get ready. Who knows? Give me Saint Boy, see what happens. <laughs> All right, so that was the junk mail segment. Um, so with that, let's move on to questionable behavior from the internet. Uh, and this is a segment where I read a scenario from the internet. And we determine whether they're in the wrong, whether they're the asshole, or whether they're totally justified. So this one reads, am I the asshole for being upset that my gay roommates bring me to gay bars every weekend? I mean, you, I mean if it like walks like a duck, you. it quacks like a duck. I mean, you're anyway, I, 23 female, uh, both of my roommates are 23 male or 23 year old males. We have been living together for over a month. We are all great friends. This is where my question comes in because I really don't know who is in the right or wrong here. I'm a straight woman. My roommates are both gay men. I know no one here, so I know no one here. So basically, all the people I associate with are gay men. Here's where the problem lies. Every week we go to gay bars. I love them; they're incredibly fun. However, I have no chance of meeting men there. Tonight we went to a straight bar, one of maybe two we have been since I moved out here, and they wanted to leave super early before it even started getting fun. I just feel incredibly overlooked by them. I feel like I am always very supportive of going to places where we, they can meet people, but as soon as we go somewhere where I can't, where I can meet people, my feelings are overlooked. I love them. Uh, I feel I just feel like my wants and needs are overlooked. I talked to one of my roommates tonight, and he was so upset. Uh, and he was upset that I was upset, but understood what I was saying. It still felt like he did not. 
he made the whole argument that him and my roommate have lived together their whole lives going to straight bars, and this is the first time they can openly go to gay bars, which I understand. I have no problem, go- problem going to gay bars uh, the majority of the time. I just wish they would be supportive and more enthusiastic about going to straight bars on the rare occasion that we do. So... Am I the asshole for being upset that my roommates rarely want to go to straight bars when I'm going to gay bars and supporting them the majority of the time? I mean, I, th- I think this isn't, it's not 1984 anymore, right? Like, we, you can meet people other than going to a bar, you know? Like, you got so many of these dating apps. Like, is that, that's the and, biggest. And you don't have to go with them everywhere. She yeah. can invite another friend, say, like, that, let them to go to their bar. And you invite your friend, and you go to the bar you want to go to. Make it makes friends. it seem like she has to go with them wherever. Yeah. That's all I was thinking is like, I mean, y'all can work out a compromise where like maybe you go this week we go to the yeah gay bar. this next week, week we and the next week bar. you switch out or you could say okay well I'm gonna go with so and so to this other place and one seems like a very easy solution. It seems yes, yeah, it seems like they're you know they're both 23 or they're all 23 here. Seems like they're just kind of immature. They don't know how to handle this kind of situation. But it sounds like she did try to talk. She did try to talk to the one roommate and say, "Hey, here's how I'm feeling." Yeah, sounds like he just got upset that she was upset, like she had a problem. But you're right; there are other avenues. Yeah, dating apps. Go to a library. I mean, most of the time. Yeah, that's where you find all the studs. <laughs> go to the library. That's the first. I'm so glad you're married, dude. Because you. <laughs> Looking for it. I was gonna go to a video rental store, get you a good rom com, and pick some. I was gonna, I was gonna continue uh, (laughs) places you could go, and most people don't pull their significant others out of bars. I'm lucky I did, but she was my bartender. Oh, nice. There you go. Yeah, but my success rate at bars previously was. No, oh, I'm good. betting zero because that was not dating really success young. rate at libraries was through the roof. Through oh, the man. roof, <laughs> all the freaks are out there. Get them some Walt Whitman, and they just they go panty to town, drop. dude. Panty dropper. Walt Whitman is a panty dropper. Uh, but yeah, it seems like, and she did say that she she doesn't really know anybody, and her roommates. Are did kind they of say the only, where they are? It seems like they're in a big city or something mm, too. I would. It doesn't say where they are, but it does. Seems like a major. It does say like. Yeah, it it seems like they would be if they yeah. have gay bars. Like yeah. it's got to be in a bigger right. city. It's uh, not some rural. It's not southern here. town. Yeah, it's right. not here. So I think um, so maybe she just like feels more comfortable going out with them. Maybe she needs to fly, fly solo. I don't know. I, if I was a twenty three year old woman, I'm not going out to bar solo. Yeah, that's true. Definitely Ain't not nobody. No, I wouldn't want my daughter going out to a bar solo when she's twenty three. Yeah, very true. Very true. Uh, yeah, it sounds like y'all just need to talk, or you need to get some new friends. I don't know what to tell you. Or well, yeah, it, I think they could fix that. Yeah, very easily. And um, when they listen to this, they'll understand. Yeah, yeah they'll never hear this. Um, okay, <laughs> we weigh in all these people's lives. They'll never hear. No, this. they'll never. I wish we had more fan interaction, so that way they would actually get the feedback. Dude, we like beg for fan interaction. I'm always like, so did anybody like say anything? And Matt's like, no, no, mm-hmm. no, not even your mom like commented this week. Like, yeah, it. usually we get a comment from your mom like, hey, that's my boy. Or, that Andrew, that Andrew sure seems sweet or, or good looking. She's my number one fan, dude. She is, man. Oh God, she's like making up new emails. Email addresses. <laughs> yeah, she's like the Kevin Durant like burner account. Appreciate right. you, mom. So let's move on to Mount Rushmore. Um, and our Mount Rushmore segment this week is our favorite Texas Rangers of all time. Um, Brady being the guest, we're going to let Brady go first. We're going to let him give his first, and we're just going to go around the table. Yeah, so I feel like I'm going to steal uh, steal this one off of everybody, so I'm going to go ahead and say it first. Uh, I mean, you got to put Pudge number one for me. I mean mm-hmm. – uh, you know, to do what he's doing as a catcher or to do what he did as a catcher. I mean, that was just unheard of, you know, I mean, he was 
I don't have averages off my head. I got you on it real quick. No, I'll, I'll let you. <laughs> okay. I'll let you do it. Yeah, I took a little extra time. But I mean, you know, the the nickname, you know, the just, oh yeah, he's known by nickname. Yeah. He's the one name guy. You know, he's talking about his Pudge, like yeah. MJ or Kobe. Yeah, yeah. You say LeBron, you say Kobe, you say MJ, you say Pudge. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, the the number seven jersey. It was just, and it was right there. Whenever I mean, because that was a phenomenal phenomenal run they had with those teams. Mm-hmm. I mean. You know, with Juan, with Ruben Sierra, with all those guys doing what they were doing. I mean, it was just. And didn't he get his first like major league time as like a seventeen-year-old or eighteen-year-old? Yeah, he was young. He, I didn't, remember that eighteen remember, or nineteen I for sure. Up and I think he was like, yeah, because he he played. Do you, do you have how many seasons he played? I mean, he no, played, I got for us. I think it was like seventeen. Though. Yeah, he I played think he, like he played for twenty years. Yeah, and I heard that the first major league game he ever attended was his. The first first start really because he came from was he Dominican or Puerto, Puerto, I think Rican, Puerto, Puerto Rico? Rico? Yeah, so he came over and uh, I want to say too that I heard that um he's like our first homegrown Rangers to make the Hall of Fame. Sure, yep, yep, yeah. He so was he's like sure. you know our guy and he's the first one to like we developed him and yeah. he made it. Yep. So I'll go next since I, sure you good. Yep. Uh, I had Pudge as well, so I'll just piggyback. I had the numbers as a career two ninety six hitter, two thousand eight hundred forty four hits. 311 home runs, 1,332 RBIs. And coming from a catcher, sure. those are huge numbers. He was a 14-time All-Star, 13-time Gold Glove, 7-time Silver Slugger. He won the MVP with us in 99. The year after he left us, because he played for us from 91 to 2002, that next year he won the World Series with the Marlins, mm-hmm. and I think everyone was cool with that. Didn't he get another one with Detroit? Detroit didn't. He made it to the World Series, but they, the didn't, they didn't okay. win it. He yeah. came back in 09, um, and he's in our Hall of Fame. And the fucking Nationals put him in their Hall of Fame. That's he he the was there like two years. Yeah. And that was like twilight of his career because after us, he went Miami and then Detroit. And then I think he ended up there. So I think they were looking for numbers. Oh, were they retire. trying to piggyback off the Washington Senators? Maybe. Or? Maybe, but you don't yeah. do that. Yeah, we're not going to retire, you know, Scherzer's number here or something. Yeah. But to me, he's he's my favorite. So oh, yeah. I, I just piggybacked off of Ralph Thir- Brady's. I mean, 13 gold gloves as a catcher. Is and there was like, there was like a streak of like, Ten in a row. Yeah, he yeah. won uh, that, and the All Stars were like from ninety four to two thousand three. You know, like he just had this stretch. Well, his arm was insane. Oh yeah, he could yeah. pick a guy off at any position. He would pop so quick. Well, because because now case. you look at you look at these guys now, and it's you've got two types of catchers, right? You've got the guy that drops bombs and is a terrible defensive guy. Or you've got the guy that's amazing defensively, and they just know he's going to hit 190 and have, you know, uh, two home runs a year. Robinson Trinos. Yeah. Sometimes, yeah. though, you get a Buster Posey. Yeah, I mean, that's what – those. That's why they're so rare. And those guys will go number one sure. overall in a draft. Because sure. if you can get a defensive, uh, but like a plus hitter, yeah, yeah that's, a, that's yeah. a cornerstone player. Because like Jeff Mathis for the Rangers here recently, I mean, he was like – they said he was one of the best catchers defensively and could like call a game and – like Lance Lynn even said, like most of his success with Texas was because of Jeff Mathis, but the dude batted like 180 the whole time he was right. with us. It was terrible. So, hey, if I could bat 180, me in the majors, you better believe I'm. <laughs> I'm calling the best yeah. game I can. Better than what I'm doing for sure in the majors. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm bragging like I'm a one hit. <laughs> yeah. If I got one hit in the minor leagues, <laughs> my life would be complete. Yeah. It's one of those jobs like we talk about all the time, like a mm-hmm. punter, like a backup quarterback, like. If you could jobs. be the backup quarterback for like Patrick Mahomes, no one knows who he is. Yeah. Guy's making a million dollars. Well, a year. the example we always use is Chase Daniels. If you could be Chase Daniels, you've got twelve, fifteen million in the bank, or twenty. Who knows? What I bet he's, got he's in the bank. been in the league over ten years. It's got to be. And he started. He's had to. He's got minimal damage on his yeah. body. Spot starts every now and again. Mm-hmm. So the, best job in the world, like Brock Osweiler. Yeah, I would love that because he signed a huge contract. Dude, a lot of that was guaranteed. He made a lot of money. Mm-hmm. 
The uh, the Rangers had a, and they still have him. I think he's a bullpen catcher, and I assume he makes somewhere around league minimum. But he's never on the roster, and he just gets paid to just and he travels. Yeah, travels with, with him. him. Yeah, yeah. and hangs he just, out with the guys. Yeah. and he gets paid. You know, like I'm sure it's if and, it's not league minimum, it's somewhere close to it. You know, and if he's like technically on the roster, don't you like ten years after that you yeah. get like what is it like a full base, pension? Full yeah. pension? Yeah. Full yeah. Pension. Are you yeah. kidding me? I would catch all the bullpen sessions yeah. for 10 years and get yeah. a pension. I, I thought you were Retired. about to say, I'd catch all the balls. <laughs> all the balls. <laughs> right here. Right uh, anywhere. Anywhere those balls want to go. Uh, I was going to put – I asked you guys before, did you put Pudge? I, I yeah, assume you all did. That's a given. Yeah. He, he's a given it's on a given. mine. I didn't put him, but he's probably my favorite Ranger of all yeah. time. Um, but my, my first guy is Juan Gonzalez. Okay. Um, I mean, the power, he was there on those – he was a cornerstone, like – in those early, those mid ninety teams that first, you know, got the first yeah. division titles. Um, he had the little curly mullet. I mean, what else can you say? He had the chain. He just had that swagger that all them, you know, kind of mid nineties players had. He's just he was one of my. You always kind of set on the edge. You set up whenever he got. To oh, that. and he, he was he knew. was my favorite hitter on the team. Pudge is my favorite player. But when Juan came up, I was like anything. It's like when Hamilton came up, you know, and his when yeah. he was killing it for us. It was mm-hmm. like he, anything could happen right now. Yep. And yep. I think he won, like, at least he won two MVPs for us. One for sure. I think it was, yeah, one for sure. I don't remember if there was a second one or not. Well, anyway, in the 90s, we had some MVPs, and then A-Rod got one a few years later, so. And there's some good there's some bad blood with Juan Gonzalez and the Rangers, if I'm not mistaken. I've heard something like yeah. that. Because they're, they're not, he doesn't ever come back to any of the, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. Did they retire his number? Do we know that? I don't think so. so. I think he deserves it because, like Matt said, he was there for that. Late '90s run where we were, you know, winning the West and always up against the Yankees. Unfortunately, but that was those were great teams for us. Yeah, that was our first like great run of baseball in, in yeah. Arlington. Yeah. And then it was a decade of decade and a half of oof, yeah. really mediocrity stretch. We're going. In if now. we would have gotten one of those World Series, though, it would have been all worth it. Absolutely. Yeah, that, you know, I would take absolutely. ten years of shit for a championship yeah, for sure, and then yeah. ten more years of shit for another championship for sure, for sure. Uh, all right, you want to go with your second yeah. one, Brady? Yeah. So my second one. Um, <laughs> I'm going to go with Ian Kinsler. Ooh. Yeah, the Kiki Kinsler. So <laughs> I really, I mean, I, I grew up watching the Rangers. Uh, you know, it was kind of uh, just like a hobby type thing. But then I guess in 2004 was really when I started, like, doing more of the, you know, fantasy baseball slash watching the stats a lot more and really following the guys <laughs> and following what they're doing. Um, and, Ian Kinsler came up in 2006, and I'll never forget, we watched his first game. Uh, we had a sports marketing class in high school, and it was, you know, all the guys, uh, me, Brandon Ewing, Jeremy Kleiber, I mean, all those guys. And we watched opening day that day, and that was his first hit. And uh, he was number five, and I was number five in high school. He wore the high socks. I thought that was so cool. Um, and he was just, I mean, he was a, so fun to watch, you know. Let me interrupt you real quick. Was he – uh, was he part of that to share deal or no? No. no. So uh, he was actually he came up with the Rangers. Um, okay. Right. He was a he was at I can't remember how this goes. He was at Arizona, I believe, uh, and and I'm blanking. I think it was Dustin Pedroia was there at the same time. And then they said, hey, like Dustin Pedroia is going to play. And so he moved to Mizzou and then went and played at Mizzou and then got drafted by the Rangers. Okay. Yeah, right, came yeah. up through Frisco and all that stuff. But, yeah, the um, you guys follow, like, uh, Michael Gruber, Tweet Groobs. Yeah, Tweet Groobs. Tweet yeah. Groobs, yeah. So he's the, <laughs> he, cool name, he's the guy that runs all the uh, all the music and stuff for the Rangers. Um, 
but uh, he's got like this list of all these, all the current Rangers and what their uh, nicknames are. Like he's got all these nicknames for him. And he would call Ian Kinsler Puss, P-U-S-S. And it's <laughs> pop-up slump shoulder because every time he would swing, he would drop his shoulder and it just hit it 20 miles up in the air. So yeah, pop-up slump shoulder is what he'd call him. But I'm sure that's what the guys called him too. Yeah, yeah, Puss, yeah. <laughs> Very popular. Man, it's crazy. He was a... He was kind of the first one I kind of realized was like kind of like a lady's favorite, like a yeah. kind of a heartthrob. Like, I know some people that have named their kids like Kinsler. Oh, like, yeah. they have little boys. Like, there's little boys all over DFW named Kinsler. Yeah. Really? Yeah. That's weird. Yeah. Yeah. He was a, he was a good player. I, I didn't. Not as good think, as Dustin Pedroia, though. I didn't even yeah. think about him. Pedroia the Bush. What is his name? Pedroia the Destroyer. Pedroia the Destroyer is always one of my favorite nicknames. But imagine having like those two guys in your. Uh, oh, that middle infield's ridiculous. Yeah. They're both. I mean, one of them won MVP. The other one was a multiple-time All-Star. Yeah. So, yeah, that's a great team. Because Ian Kinsler's up there in home runs for the Rangers. I can't remember specifically, but I want to say he's like, he's right there behind, you know, Palmero and Gonzalez. He probably had the vast majority of his great years right here, yeah. yeah. so and, and for a second baseman, I mean, 30 home runs, that's a huge feat. Yeah, he ended He was t- a 30-30 and 30 guy, wasn't he, a year or two? Yeah, oh, yeah, because he was, I mean, he was, he was fast in, in mm-hmm. the prime of his career. Yeah, thirty and thirty. I mean, that's nothing yeah. to slouch about, it, especially at a second baseman when you play a high level like that. He ended his career with two hundred two hundred fifty seven home runs, and so um, Joey Gallo has one hundred and forty five right now. I think so. Just kind of to put that in perspective, I mean, did you know we traded him though? Yeah, because okay. <laughs> <Make sure. laughs> he's not you're gonna asking, get any more for us. Cause, this guy, cause, cause <laughs> that, no, because that was the worst. Is that that's what I looked at? Is Rugnet Odor has one hundred and forty six home runs for the Rangers, and Joey Gallo has like one hundred and forty five. So it's like I really wish Joey would have gotten a couple more. Yeah, I was hoping to get ahead of him. Yeah, right. just to get ahead of him because I'm like, yeah, you know. I'm but. so happy with that trade though. I'm talking oh, about yeah. right now, if you want, but the amount of money that he wanted because who's his agent? It's one it's, of the Boris. Um, yeah. It's Scott. Yeah, who's going to demand the world? He doesn't. And want. he's just not worth it to me. No, I mean he had he had really good. And I'm sorry for going off topic. No, he we had, can uh, talk right yeah. now about the trade. He had uh, he had this was in the past three years. This was his best trade value because the past couple of years when we tried to move him, uh, he was either hurt or he was just slumping terribly. And so they were like, "Yeah, we're going to give up a you know top one top twenty prospect." And I mean to, to be honest with you, the guys that we got for him, I mean I'm a huge fan of both of them. We got yeah. a kid, got a kid named because. We got four total, and of the four, two of them instantly became our number five and number six prospect in our yeah. – in, in our, I saw, and it said our updated, and like you said, yeah. two of them were like top ten, and the other two were like 19 yeah. and then like 30-something. Yep. So we got four guys that are now top yeah. like 40 in our own system. I mean, it kind of stinks because they're both middle infielders, and we've already got a pretty packed middle infield oh, in our yeah, – um, But, yeah, Josh Smith – uh, he's playing for Hickory right now in in high A ball. He'll probably get moved up to Frisco pretty quick. And then a dude named Zeke Duran. Um, he's That's a great a, name. Yeah, that's a great yeah. name. Ezekiel, but he goes by Zeke. So yeah, naturally as yeah, as you would, right? Yeah, but they're. I mean, they came over what two or three weeks ago, and they're just completely destroying high A balls. So. And Spencer Howard was the one, and he's already made a start, right? Yeah, he he and he was all right. It's kind of what I expected. I mean, he. Uh, he didn't go strike out 20 or anything. He last, you know, I think it was like five innings or something, and uh, we ended up losing the game. But, you know, just wanted to see a little pitch. But, yeah, we got him in the in the Ian Kennedy and Kyle Gibson trade. And I'm fine with that because I don't think Gallo will ever either stay healthy for a full year or hit above, you know, 270 yeah. in a full year. And he's going to want, like, at, 
I don't know, thirty million a year or his, something ridiculous. His big thing here recently is he's been so good at just on base percentage. Yeah, so, he did work on that. Yeah. He's striking out less and he's getting on base, which is great. But I don't want to pay a guy thirty million dollars because he gets on base yeah. pretty good. Yeah, you know, you got to either hit ridiculous power or you got to have a consistent batting average. And he, he is good with his glove, but for what he wanted, I just I didn't I yeah. don't feel comfortable paying that because we're gonna have to pay uh, that lighter boy. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. He's going to be good. I was just, I wanted him to just blow up the team and just move on and rip well, the band aid off. They you know? kind of did because they didn't have a whole lot to trade. They right. traded what they could. And you I don't want to trade your young guys. Yeah. And Kyle, Kyle Gibson's not going to, I, he might, but I don't think he'll recreate what he's doing this year. I think this is just kind of a fluke year. Um, so I don't know. I, Which yeah. is, again, though, that's why you trade them when yep. that trade value yep. is at the Absolutely. absolute peak. Yeah. yeah trade them. Yeah. It's like they did with. Lance, didn't they land Lance, 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 Lance last year? Yeah. And he yeah. still looks great. I saw, I don't know, it was like a Sunday night game when he was starting for Chicago, and I looked at his line. I was like, God yeah. damn, that dude still has a great ERA, great numbers. He's just, he's one of my favorite players just because he's like a bigger boy. So yeah. when you see those guys, it's like, yeah, dude, it's, cool it's Lance, possible. Cool Lance Lynn story. So uh, I went to spring training two or three years ago whenever he was pitching for the Rangers, and um, I was just hanging out, and there was a guy that was like, hey, dude, did you see the Ryan brothers? And I was like, no. He was like, oh, yeah, dude, the, the Rob and Rex Ryan are huge Lance Lynn fans and, like, grew up with him. And I was like, no way. And so I went to get a beer, what? and I walk up to the, like, concourse area of this little, you know, like, spring training or whatever. And uh, Rob and Rex Ryan are just walking down the concourse <laughs> with, with Lance Lynn jerseys on. And I was like, hey, can I get a can I get a picture of you guys? Oh, they're like, cool. yeah, sure. So I've got a uh, – I'm glad I know that's the origin tweet. story yeah. of that picture yeah. now because yeah. I've seen that picture. That's and, awesome because both those guys seem so cool. Yeah. Like, <laughs> and the fact that they're Lance Lynn fans of all Dude, people. It was, and it was so funny. So they were sitting like a, a row – like over and down one from us, like right by the dugout. And they were just pounding those big beers, just oh. like going to town on them. Yeah. And there was like three or four other guys that were there with them, like, you know, groupies or whatever kind of thing. And um, it was nuts. Like I was just watching it. And like, that was when we still had Elvis. That was when we had Rugie. That was when we had Joey. And they were literally picking up bats and signing them and then just like passing them through the fence. Like Rob and Rex Ryan walked out of that place with like five bats a piece that were all signed and like bags of balls that were all signed and stuff. Let me ask you a question. Were you wearing sandals? Oh, but no, I wasn't wearing okay. sandals. All right, because you know, oh, what's wrong? Is it oh, Rex? Oh, yeah, he's in the feet. Yeah, 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 I, the feet. I was yeah, hoping no. you weren't wearing sandals. I was going to like, why, why, how yeah. would Brady remember what he's wearing? He's I don't know where you're going. Wearing closed-toed shoes Good, on that one, yeah. Because he might have yeah, you know, You know Brady took those shoes off and put them up on his chair. <laughs> what's up? Started spreading those toes. I was like, hey, can I take a picture with you guys? And they were like, no. And I was like, oh, really? And I took my shoe off. They are like, yeah, yeah, picture, picture. Only if you take your shoes off. Take your shoes off. You got your your number two? My number two, second guy, Rusty Greer. Played yeah. for us from 94 to 02. 305 batting average, pretty good. That surprised me. That surprised me. Pre show. Uh, 119 home runs and 614 RBIs. Uh, he's in the Texas Hall of Fame, Texas Rangers Hall of Fame. Never won a gold glove, though, somehow. I would have sworn that guy. Maybe I just, all the highlights is him just like going balls out, you know? Always, it seems like hard. I always remember him in left field. Was he always a? He left, was a left field. Yeah, always a left field. That's why. That's the only thing that made me question because I asked you if he was the one who made that diving catch during yeah. Kenny Rogers' perfect game. And oh, and if he did, it would have been his rookie year because Rogers pitched that ninety four. Ninety four. Oh, yeah. so that would have been his rookie year. He made that yeah. catch if he did, which I could totally see it. But yeah, he's just known for like laying out. That's why it surprised me so much. One, he didn't win a Gold Glove, but two, that he actually batted three hundred five for his career, which is, I mean, that's amazing yeah. to be a career three hundred five hitter. He was just always like the like you looked at him. He just looked like a likable guy, you know. Oh, like yeah. the mm-hmm. 
the, I think the he said he was hair. from Alabama, so he's yeah. just probably just an easygoing guy. Yeah, good old boy. Yeah, yeah. he probably yeah. lives on a on a ranch now. Yeah. you know, with like a cooler full of beer. Yeah. Like if you went over there, you would just get a beer and watch a game with yeah. him. Just a just a cool guy. Just that old dude named Rusty. Exactly. Rusty. When have you ever met a Rusty you didn't like? <laughs> I worked with the Rusty. He's an easygoing guy. Rusty's are all cool guys. Yeah. Uh, all right, my second one uh, is Derek Holland. Um, super cool dude. You know, great sense of humor. You know, we all know about the impressions and stuff. Uh, he was just he played a huge part in the World Series teams. He was a lefty, wore number forty-five. I don't know. I just thought he was always a cool dude. Um, you can see him now. He's like always on Twitch playing video games. Yeah. He's just a, he's, he's big a, with like fan interactions yeah, too. Like yeah. he's a fan favorite. Like for a I reason. really hope like when he's done playing, like he moves back to Dallas and somehow gets a spot on I the fan or that. something. Like because yeah. I think he would just be perfect. Like yeah. he's got the personality. Um, I just always liked him. Like I said, he was a left-hander. He and he he had one World Series game. Maybe mm-hmm. or maybe it was an ALCS game where he just pitched lights out. Didn't he go like eight and two thirds? I don't yeah. think he got a complete yeah. game, yeah. but it was like he had a, he had a small window of success. But that window of success he had, I mean, he was lights out. Well, and that, it lined up like perfectly. One. He had so yeah. much. High, yeah, everyone thought yeah. like great things of him too, and he didn't quite live up to it. Obviously, he was still a great pitcher, but yeah. I think now he might be a bullpen guy. Is he's he playing starting. For, he's playing for the Tigers. Tigers, yeah. And I think he's getting some spot starts every mm-hmm. once in a while. I don't yep. think he's. Yep. I don't think he's, I think he's doing long relief, and then yeah. like he said, like yeah. Brady said, he's getting some. Well, I hope he gets his ten years, gets that pension we talked about. Well, he's got to be ten years by now. Yeah, he's yeah, you're right because the World Series run was two thousand ten. Yeah. Yeah. Well, good, good. But for we him. had a good run there where we had pitchers like Derek Holland, then we had like Tommy Hunter, big game uh, Hunter Harrison. Did, I think we had Matt, Matt Harrison. Harrison. Yeah, yeah. Dude, didn't is he the one that had a back injury that showed yes. real promise? Mm-hmm. That yeah. sucked. He, I think he just got contract though. Those are guaranteed contracts. Yeah. yeah. At least yeah. he got paid. And then yeah, we have, you know, sure. Nefty. Like, yeah. we just had so I'm a glad window. y'all didn't say C.J. Wilson. I appreciate you keeping oh, him off dude. that list. Well, but C.J. too, like, He's all those guys, like, we. Worst. Yeah. He is. That guy. He is. <laughs> I was really hoping you didn't include him. No, no, no. Him. All right, good. Uh, we yeah, Derek, Derek Holland. Um, uh, you want to go for your third yeah. one? Yeah, so my third is has absolutely nothing to do with Ranger success or anything, but it was just the iconic – Batting stance was Mickey Tettleton. Oh, oh dude. the one where oh, dude. Yeah, everyone knows, like, Matt, Matt, you can't yep. see what we're doing, but everyone yep. knows how you yep. hold that bat. Yeah, the bat back. Uh, I, I'll never forget, like, you know, that was in the prime heyday of me playing, like, wiffle ball in the backyard, mm-hmm. and everybody was holding their bat like Mickey Tettleton. Yeah. It probably, like, set my baseball swing back, like, four years. <laughs> Every you coach know? is like, you yeah. fucking idiot, don't, don't do that. Yeah, but, like, always having having it, at the, you know, a horizontal bat, you know, ready yeah, to go. Yeah, it was horizontal was he the only the one who ever did that? that uh, so, and then when the pitch come, then he would get set yeah. and he'd get ready, which yeah. was weird. Yeah. I guess it was just what he was comfortable so with. So if you watch Jose Trevino, Jose Trevino doesn't go completely uh, – Completely it's flat. Probably more like 45 he's, Yeah, he's more of a 45. He's pretty far back. but And I think there was a couple other guys that you know did it <laughs> around the time Mickey Tettleton did it. But I just remember. And, yeah, like I looked up his stats, and it was like he was a career like 240 hitter. And he hit, you know, that, like probably if you would have put your bat up, you get a hit a little better. But <laughs> right. He played for the Rangers at the very end of his career. But I just remember that was whenever I last remember. I guess my most or my earliest memory of a Rangers game was watching him hit. And it was just like. That's so I can weird. still remember that batting stance because yeah. it was you watch him and then you would watch Ruben Sierra and it was so well, opposite. I'm you glad know, Julio was, Franco. Yeah, Julio like Franco. Yeah. You, you talk about batting stances that set you back. Like I remember holding my bat like Julio Franco, yeah. like over the top, and my yeah. dad came unfucking yeah. glued yeah. on me. Like, I, and I, w- I was young. 
But yeah. that's I was more that's how my dad Sheffield. I was up there. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like King Griffey Jr. And like then, and then when I when I discovered Griffey, then I totally changed my stance. Yeah, Griffey had just the sweetest move. Yeah, yeah, the sweetest swing. swing ever. I don't, I don't we talked about everybody would want that swing, but that was like a gift from God, like yeah. to swing like that. Did you see him on the Herman Herman Yeah, Derby yeah, yeah it was rough. Yeah. It was rough seeing the kid mm-hmm. with gray hair and a gut. Yep. Not yep. much of a good, but he had some great hair. He's hairs. thick. I mean, he's a lot thicker than he was whenever uh-huh. he was twenty something. Yeah, not me though. I'm the same size. Yeah, right. Sure. I mean, we're both we're all <laughs> totally, shredded here. Totally. Yeah. Matt's just trying to catch up to us. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but still, it's, he'll he'll forever be like that kid to me. Yeah, you know that oh, came. Yeah. Didn't yep. he come up when he was like nineteen or something? He played with, played his, with dad. his dad. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. it's just a one of a kind talent. <clears throat> you got my your next, third. Yeah. Um, this guy probably my favorite because growing up I played a lot of third base, so I had Dean Palmer. Mm-hmm. He was nice. a third baseman from '87 to '97. Only a 251 hitter, but he did have 275 home runs and 849 RBIs. And I don't have any cool stories. I just like Dean Palmer because I mean, played third base. Mean Dean, dude. He was that his nickname? Yeah, mean Dean nickname. Palmer. He's, you, go ahead. He's on my Mount Rushmore. Uh, nice. We had Dean Palmer. He he was a he was a one of my favorites. Yeah, just probably because we play the same position. Yeah. You know, when you're a kid and you see a guy that plays your, you know, he's on your team. So that was the connection I had. I, I just I, just I remember Dean going to. Like early, once again, early games. This is probably back whenever I was in like fourth grade and he was playing on ninety seven, whenever that was. But yeah. um, I just remember like he played third, and then Will Clark played first. Yeah. So it was like me and Dean Palmer and Will the Thrill. Like that was, it was just yeah. it was so awesome. Such you know? great nicknames. Yeah. Too. Right. Uh, Will Clark was a really good player too, though. Yeah, absolutely. He could have been on like a honorable mention. Wasn't yeah. something up with him here lately? Steroids, oh, maybe, or maybe, maybe steroids. He's got to be in his fifties, or, or maybe he's just an asshole. Uh, like he you might be like, thinking of Aubrey Huff, but yeah, it's. Uh, I thought Will Clark was like notoriously like an. He's asshole. all yeah. I think I've heard that. Maybe too. him and Palmero had something. Like, didn't they both go to Mississippi State back in the day? Maybe yeah, that sounds and, right. And I always kind of heard maybe Will Clark was an asshole. Yeah, That's I think he's in. I think he's in the Rangers Hall of Fame. Will the Thrill, I believe. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um. Okay, my third one. Can't believe you haven't been brought up yet. Maybe Zell's last one, but Michael Young. Yeah. I mean, just the quint- I really didn't even think about that one. He was like our grown, like when you're. I'm sorry, but like you said in high school and stuff, he was yeah. like the man. I so mean, that was a good. He was. One. I mean, yeah. he was like Mr. Ranger. He I was mean, Mr. Reliable man. Three hundred plus. Our um, he did everything average. for the club. He moved positions. Yep. He helped foster in Elvis Andrew. Uh, I don't know. I just I'm kind of surprised. I honestly didn't even think of that. He's man, that's such a good Mr. one. Ranger. I had yeah. him. I had him on mine. Uh, and I was going between him and Pudge as the number one overall um, because I watched a lot more Michael Young play than I did Pudge. Oh, yeah, you know, sure. That I, yeah. that I remember. And so, yeah, yeah I mean, my, Michael Young isn't on on mine per se, but, yeah, I mean, he's, you know. I, yeah. I can't believe I overlooked that. That was a great yeah. one. Yeah, yeah you're right. Mr. Ranger for me. Mm-hmm. Um, you want to yeah. finish yours so off? So, my last one, I got, uh, I mean, I got Adrian Beltre. I mean, he's – He's, he's on mine. He's not a lifer, you know, as far as, you know. I like, think when he retires, though, he retires with us. Oh, for sure, think? yeah. I, he goes I in as a Ranger. That. Yeah, I think I so. so. Um, you know, like Michael Young and Kinsler, those guys were, you know, came up through the whole organization. Um, but, I mean, Beltre just, it was so fun to watch him play because you got guys where they get old and you're like, oh, gee, like, like Pujols, you know, like Pujols, it's hard to watch him run around the bases and he can't physically play defense at all you know like he can't move Beltre was at the very end of his career and like the dude was still you know snagging 110 mile an hour hits you know dude he yeah. was like a hoover over there yeah anything coming down that third baseline you just yeah. knew he was going to come up with and he had yeah. the personality you know I mean he was just such a likable guy you and he was such a good things. he was the perfect person 
to pair with Elvis sure. to kind of show Elvis this yeah. is how you be a professional. To bring them along, yeah. for sure. Yeah, and they had such a cool relationship, yeah. you know, with the pop-ups and the antics there. Like, Didn't he not like getting his head touched? No, yeah. he hated like that. getting his yeah. head touched. Yeah. Dang, those are two really good ones. My, my last one's not that good. <laughs> Come on, let's hear it. <laughs> it's Kevin Minch nice. from 2002 to 06. Shrek, dude. Yeah, I was going to say, this. he's known for having the biggest head in the majors, <laughs> yeah. so he was nicknamed Shrek. Dude, and yeah. He just seemed like such a good guy. I was such a big Kevin Minch fan. He just seemed so nice. He I was think they said his head size was like eight and a half. That's insane. Like, I mean, no, I've got a huge head. I think it's bigger than that. I got man. a huge head, and it's seven and three quarters. And then they were like eight and a half, and I was like, oh my! It was like God, custom made. Yeah, yeah, they said biggest head in the majors, but he's still been. I got two sixty eight, eighty nine home runs, and three thirty one. So he made a nice career for himself. I'm sure yeah. he made some bucks, but <laughs> he's he my, just seemed like such a good, such a cool guy too. He's my he's my Mickey Tilton on my list. Yeah. Like so stupid to leave him out for Michael Young. Yeah, I didn't even include yeah. like <laughs> Hamilton, Young, Beltray, but yeah. Dean Palmer, and Kevin Minch made I'll, my list. I'll never forget one of the stories I heard about Kevin Minch. I think uh, he was like in a huge slump. It was like a 20 game slump, and he didn't have a hit. And um, like somebody was like, "Hey, uh, have you tried changing the size of your shoe?" And he's like. Yeah, I'm wearing like a 10 right now, but uh, I'll bump up to a 12. And then he like started hitting and he was like, turns out I was wearing my shoe two sizes too small. I'm like, how do you <laughs> what? Even think? Yeah. Like he had, he Dude, had on the baseball wrong players shoe do size. anything oh, plus a slump. Yeah. yeah just, so weird. You'll try anything. But yeah. question his intelligence. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. Was, <laughs> his name is yeah. Shrek. Yeah. It's his nickname. Yeah. All right. So uh, Adrian Belcher, that's a good one. Yeah. Or, uh, Thanks, sorry, man. Kevin Minch. Thanks, that was man. a good one. That was, was a good, good one. one. Uh, Beltray was on mine. He was my last one, so I'll just go ahead and get into my uh, my honorable mention. Mm-hmm. Obs- really obscure one, Oda B. McDowell. Oh, yeah. Great name. Uh, Great and name. I say this just because I got to meet him. My dad got him to come out to – remember Red Oak had Founders Day? Yeah. It was like Hell, a big, yeah. Best day of the year. <laughs> yeah, for me? anybody that doesn't know, Founders Day is kind of like our little, where we grew up, our it's little a small town, town, carnival, small town. like yeah. fair type deal, like – You'd have a parade in the morning, and you'd ride it with your football team with your football jerseys on, <laughs> yeah. and like throw candy, yeah. you know. And yep, yep, my yep. dad had started the uh, the little league there because there was just Red Oak Baseball Association, and then my dad started a the little North, league there. Was it North Ellis? Or? Not not at that point. It was just Red Oak Little oh, League. Yeah, that was the league I played in. It was the behind your dad found behind Eastridge. Yeah, right? behind yeah, yeah. Eastridge, yeah. That's where I played. Um, and he got Odom McDowell to come out, and we had a tent there That's so and awesome. you know, yeah. to drum up signups and all that stuff. And he got Odom McDowell to come out and hang out for an hour or so. And I, had a, I still have an Odom McDowell signed baseball, and I got That's a picture awesome. with him. So Hell yeah. Obscure. Yeah. I never saw him play, but yeah. he's he was always, you know, one of my favorite Rangers just That's for that awesome. reason. Uh, yeah. You, you want to bust yours out? Yeah, I'll just bust mine out. Hank Blaylock is uh, on there for me. Yeah, I get, he's on mine too. Played third hey, base. look, that's our first, like, yeah. other than Pudge, yeah. our unanimous I mean, decision. his name was Hank. You know, he could mash a little bit. Um, no, he could definitely mash. Hank's homies in left field. Hank's you remember homies, those guys? Yep. Yeah, Hank's yep. homies. Um, and then Elvis is on mine. Uh, Elvis on and mine. then uh, Dean Palmer. And I'm, I'm really surprised. Did Hamilton make anybody's nope. honorable mention? I'm really surprised. I mean – to me, it kind of goes back to the whole like uh, John Wetland thing, and like the it's just a it's a weird situation, well, you know, like two two different. Situations. Wait, yeah, so, for sure. Let's not get sure. those an adult yeah. for sure, <laughs> for sure. But uh, I mean, yeah, I mean Josh Hamilton, what he did in the you know in the home run derby was just insane. I mean that was stupid, but um, yeah, I mean it's, it's a kind of a weird. I so I went to the game whenever they did the uh, the Hall of Fame. They put him into the Rangers Hall of Fame, and. He's just, he's an awkward dude. Like, he's just, I mean, hearing him talk, hearing him like. Yeah, he's not like a media he's, star. He's very, yeah, like, 
just meathead sports and that. But it, when you, you hear know? his story about like you know he was like a he was like the natural. Oh sure, because he yeah. could throw like ninety five in high school, and then he could mash you know four hundred fifty foot home run. Yeah. He could run, and bases. then he just got de- you know this deviated path yeah. from drugs. But yep. I think if he would have been if he would have stayed healthy, he would have been like. The next Ken Griffey, where it's just like naturally gifted, he could do anything on the field. Well, he, he showed had it. All, he had all the talent in the world. Yeah, he showed it with us. I mean, what kind of player? Yeah, he was a he was a league MVP. Um, and I think that's why he did best here because we really kept him in check, but in a good way. Right. When he went to L.A., I was like, why that the was fuck? The worst As a recovering addict, are you going to go to Los terrible. Angeles? Yeah. Yeah, he should have went to like Cleveland or Tampa here. Bay or something. Tampa Bay, yeah. <laughs> but to go to like New York, Miami, or L.A. is so stupid. Yeah. So I, I just well, I, I didn't I we have a handler happened. for him? Yeah, they yeah. did. That was in his contract. Yeah, they had like a, that's what I'm saying. We kept handler. him in check, just like Matt Bush. Matt, Matt Bush. Bush yeah. well, Matt Bush is his dad, but still, yeah, like mm-hmm. he's. I think he's on, and he was like a top pick too. Matt Bush. He yeah. would have been like that. Threw, you know, that, very talented. that dude threw gas. Yeah. yeah, and he did it from like a fucking Denny's parking lot. Yeah, he did. Yeah, yeah. 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 ninety seven in a yeah. Denny's parking lot after like not really playing for flat on flat ground, no mound. Yeah, which I mean, I haven't thrown a bullpen at a Denny's parking lot, but I feel like I could. Yeah. Let's go throw a pin, right? Yeah. Yeah, like, let's go. Yeah. Uh, you want to do your. Yeah. Uh, so, so I had Hank Blaylock and Elvis as well. I mean, uh, you know, those guys are just, like I said, whenever, you know, back whenever it was what Hank Blaylock at third, you had Elvis at shortstop, you had Ian Kinsler at second base, and you had Mark Teixeira at first. That's pretty good infield. I mean, those dudes. pretty I, damn good. I think there was one year when they, like, the whole infield hit 30 home runs. I mean, like, that's just insane, right? Um, and he was fun to watch. He had the tattoos. He had the, you know, the goatee. Mm-hmm. He had the Hanks homies. He was just not your quintessential baseball player, so he was fun to watch. Um, and then the other one I got was Gary Matthews Jr., he was GMJ, just one of yeah. the greatest catches of all time. Just and, and so that I was, so I just remember that catch. I remember where you know? I was. Yeah, and I mean, I really think that that catch Made got him, him got it, him that contract. It, yeah, it got Absolutely. him that contract. Yeah, and so it's like you know, good for him, right? Absolutely, I mean, it, that it, catch got. I think it was like a fifty million dollar contract. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, he did have like good offensive numbers, but that catch was like, yeah. I think he got busted for roids at the, uh, if I'm not mistaken, yep, it was either sucks. him or. Uh, I forgot the other guy's name that was there with him, but um, yeah, it's just a, another example of the Angels taking our I'm about to say, players. Is, when is we're LA done. where where mm-hmm. Rangers go to die? Yeah, CJ absolutely. Wilson, and, Gary Matthews, yeah. Pujols. Well, Pujols is never with us. But, C- but I mean, but he, he went, went to LA to die. To die. Yeah. CJ Wilson. Yeah. Yep. All those guys. There's like three or four guys that when we were done, and they took a lot of contract too. Mm-hmm. Like they paid them a lot of money. Like yep. they're they're probably still paying Josh Hamilton. Yeah. I mean, yeah. That's, oh yeah, they probably are. It's nuts. My turn. Kenny Rogers. Yeah. Great name, the gambler. Uh, he played for us from 89 to 95, 2000 to 02, 4 and 5, four time All Star, five time Gold Glove. Pitched, per- I think it's our only perfect game in team history. Yeah, it is. Uh, July 28th, 94. He's in our Hall of Fame. I had Blaylock as well. And last but not least, Ron Washington, the manager. You can't forget Kenny Rogers, though, fighting the camera guy. I mean, do you remember that? I think I don't remember that. Yeah, there was a... (laughs) That sounds awesome. There was a dude getting in his face. He was, like, filming him too close or something. It's like the Angels in the outfield with Knox. Exactly. (laughs) That's awesome. Knox had, like, two fights in 20 minutes. Knox is a badass. But he he had a total 180 change of heart. I loved it. So, Sorry, bringing up Washington, yeah. Oh, Yeah, he won our only two pennants for us. Yeah. And then, odd, he, and he did cocaine one time, just yeah. the once. One time. It's kind of odd for like, People don't forget. a 56-year-old man to just decide, you know what, I'm going to try coke <laughs> yeah, for the first right. time. <laughs> you know? It's like, man, you should have been honest. I, mean, like, I just relapsed or something. Yeah. But 
I just enjoy cocaine, okay? <laughs> I just really like cocaine, okay? You um, guys like winning games, and I like cocaine. So, uh, that's a good going back to title. Rusty Greer. I like winning games, and I like cocaine. <laughs> winning games and cocaine, okay? <laughs> that could be a uh, title. the Mild and Lazy Guys podcast name. <laughs> yeah. uh, on that perfect game, it was Rusty Greer nice. uh, that catch. made that sinking line. He caught a sinking line drive uh, in right center. He's playing center at the time. He was a rookie. Um, and then Jose Canseco hit two home runs in that game. Uh and then uh, Pudge hit two home runs, and Damn. it was 4 nothing, Four solo home runs in a yep. perfect game. Jeez. Yep, and it was uh, – and Greer also caught the final out. So it was Rusty Greer making that, that catch. That so that one catch. game actually tied in like three of our guys. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. that's cool. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, I was going to mention one more guy, and I couldn't – I'm blanking. Oh. Somebody talk. Brady, what you been up to? <laughs> I haven't seen you in like 15 years. Dude, dude yeah, Kenny, <laughs> Kenny Rogers. Kenny Rogers had like a uh, – he had like this baseball camp. And me and my brother went to, and it was like right when they built the new ballpark. And uh, we like got to get, go down on the field and stuff. And then, yeah, like two years later, there was a cameraman getting in his face or something. And there was like video <laughs> of him. And it was whenever the cameras were like, you know, like a, an 80-pound jukebox on their, yeah. uh, on their thing. And so, yeah. Yeah, I think he pushed him over or something like that. I mean, that. if you yeah, have that on your shoulder, you're vulnerable because <laughs> yeah. if I just push it up <laughs> and you're falling yeah. backwards, yeah, that'd yeah. be that's an instant move that yeah, you could just exactly. do. Gabe Kapler. Yeah. He was always sexy. Yeah. Gabe. Yeah, Gabe was, the babe. Is he still managing? Yeah. For I think San Francisco. San Francisco. Oh, because he was with Philly. He was. Yeah, he's in San okay. Francisco right now. San Francisco's having a great year, too. Yeah. So yeah, another okay. one another one that I remember because of Gabe Kapler was around that same time, but Lee Stevens. Lee Stevens. Lee yep. Stevens was like he was like quintessential. Like you could just look at that dude now and be like, Oh, that's he was definitely on roids. Like it was right in that prime <laughs> roids area. He would never wear an undershirt and he would always leave like three buttons unbuttoned. And I'll never forget he struck out in like either San Francisco or Philly. I don't remember where it was. He struck out and just broke the bat over his knee. And that was the first time I'd seen somebody so cool. break a bat oh over Oh my knee. god. I was like, geez, that's... you ever seen him break it over their head though? Yeah. <laughs> Who did who? Wasn't that Bo Jackson? Oh yeah, Bo Jackson. Good lord, talk about a freak. He had muscles coming out of his temples, dude. Like that guy was just shredded. He's the only person I could say, like, yeah, he broke a bat over his head. Have y'all ever watched his Thirty for Thirty? That's nuts. Bo's it called? Bo knows. Yeah, I watch any Thirty for Thirty. I love those documentaries. Even Claire will watch them because, like, they're actually good documentaries. That's all we did in sports marketing senior year of high school. That's great. Watch Thirty for Thirty. Y'all got all the cool classes. We didn't have shit like that. I, I had to take welding, and I got kicked out because I welded the tables together. Like I flipped <laughs> one upside down and welded them together. But you technically welded a successful I project. Something. Yeah, and, I got, and him, it worked. Yeah, and what's his name? Lewis swatted my ass with a Jerry big Lee. Ass. Jerry Lee Lewis was his name. That paddled, was the egg teacher's name. It was. Yeah. He paddled my ass for that too. Yeah, he was. He was big into the uh, into the paddling. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. he was from a different era. Apparently, <laughs> he, he, he yeah. made paddles with like yeah. holes drilled on, so you hear that thing whistling as it came. Yeah. <laughs> Smacked your ass. My senior year. Jerry Lee Lewis sounds like a guy, a guy that would make paddles <laughs> and beat your ass. My senior year, my senior year, like he stopped doing it because somebody was like, Hey, dude, you got to quit doing that. Like, you can't. You're assaulting you can't, a minor right now. Like, you can go yeah. get in trouble. So that was I'll, the end of like corporal punishment. Yeah. I'll school. never forget complete sidetrack of what we've been talking about. But, you know. Yeah. You let's remember, start corporal punishment right you remember, now. You remember Brandon Savitt? Yeah. Yeah. Um, he got caught dipping in Mr. Lewis's class. And instead of like you know blowing up or anything, he put him up on the on the table 
and made him sit in a chair and read out of a book. And Brandon was spitting into his hands. That was disgusting. Ugh. But yeah, it was just weird stuff going on in welding. Sorry. That's, yeah, that's, what, that's what we went back to. Yeah. That's hilarious. Yeah. Okay. With that, <laughs> let's move on to pick your poison. And we're going to let Brady oh, okay. draw go. and read. Here we go. We're going to the bottom. Yeah. Stir it up. Go to the bottom. All right, here we go. All right, here we go. What do we, we got? Two? It's two. Okay. Read oh, one. Yeah, it is two. It makes sense. Oh, never mind. It's one. Would you rather eat rice with every meal and never be able to eat bread or eat bread with every meal and never be able to eat rice? I'm oh, eating bread, no. so I can go to Jersey Mike's and, <laughs> and Firehouse. We are just talking about this. I can't give up Jersey sure, Mike's. Yeah, I'm not giving up That's Jersey Mike's. That's an easy Mike's. one. I'm eating yeah, bread. I mean, I think I, I mean yeah. rice is okay. I like stir fry like when Claire makes that. I'll just have to go double beans at Mexican food. I, I can just do that. I just yeah. feel, I mean, what's healthier though, rice or bread? It's got to be it's rice, both right? Carbs, yeah, I yeah. Say they're both carbs. For but you. rice, you can go brown rice. Yeah, you can go steamed rice. Yeah, but I go to like I, I, the only thing I would like you said like Mexican restaurants. I just get beans, and then like when you go to Chipotle, I can't get that. But that would mean no Jersey Mike's. Can't go to Firehouse. That's true. Yeah, I gotta. Does that count for like hot dog buns and hamburger buns? Yeah, you right. gotta have. You know, I got. I yeah, got bread. I'm, I'm giving yeah. up rice. Yeah, I got. I'm I'm, we're, we're all bread. Yeah. We're all sandwich enthusiasts yeah. here, so that was yep. a no-brainer. That was easy. Okay. That one sucked. All right. I thought so. it was gonna be good, but it fucking sucked. <laughs> Boo. All right. So you have so many of those guys. Kick like, him off. Yeah. <laughs> I was wondering where you keep getting these. You just like sent. What's his name? Tim Robinson. Uh, oh my gosh. Yeah. The, I think you should leave. Have you watched that yet? It's really good, dude. So. I watched a few episodes. They're Dude, all really good. Uh, somebody sent me a preview where the, he's like at a haunted house. That was me. I oh, said, was that, that you? <laughs> hey, you were in a group chat. Oh, together. God. Hey, guys, Brady Sapp, first-time listener, uh, long-time caller. So, uh, yeah. Somebody sent that to me. It's the one guy that told you to watch the well, show. Number one role coming on a podcast, don't make the host look like a douchebag. <laughs> I know it's easy to do, but you have to fight it. Uh, but yeah, no, like, you would like it, man. It really dude, is I watched that preview and I died laughing at work. And then I tried to, I turned it on and watched it with Lauren. And it's the scene one, episode one, yes. where he's trying to eat the hot dog and then he chokes. <laughs> and Lauren looked at me. She's like, if you don't fucking turn yes. this off, this is so fucking Oh, yeah. Awesome. I watched oh, it yeah. by myself. My wife said the exact same She's thing. like, turn yeah. it off. Like, I don't understand what you're yeah. watching. But it's all like he's like 15 minutes and there's like four skits. Yeah. Dude, per episode, so, so it's real quick. Jarrett Miller got me hooked on it, man, and it is uh, it's hilarious. Like, yeah, it's so it really funny. is. It's basically just Saturday Night Live skits that they can't show on. Saturday yeah, that's Night that's Live. what I was that's saying. Like, I think is, these yeah. are skits he couldn't get on. Oh, because that's so like funny. network. You know yeah. that you and yeah. then on Netflix you can do a whole bunch yeah. of other stuff on online. So I think he just took all these edgier sketches that people either wouldn't get or didn't feel comfortable putting on yeah. TV. And got, got so his it's own like way. Saturday Night Live, but mm-hmm. like funny. Correct. Yeah, because he was on Saturday Night Live, which I'm imagining he was also a writer at one point. So he's just a really funny guy. But yeah, your wife would hate it. No, my wife she did hate it. it. She, my wife likes like there was like one episode and one skit that she thought was funny, but everything else was like this is the stupidest. <laughs> Out of thing like I've multiple ever seasons, she liked one <laughs> yeah. skit. Out of the all yeah. the time that me and my wife have been together, she does not like my TV. She doesn't like my music. The only thing she's ever laughed with me on is was an episode of Top Gear. I don't know if y'all ever watched yeah. the, the good Top Gear with uh, the British one. The British one yeah, yeah. before they episodes. before they got kicked. She laughed at like one skit or one scene in the Top Gear. And that's you don't like the new Top Gear, the Grand Tour, or no? Yeah, I like oh, okay. the Grand okay, Tour, yeah, yeah. but, but you don't like the top, American one. No, I yeah. don't like brutal <laughs> the new Top Gear. But yeah. when you know well, uh, Clarkson and, yeah. and Jerry and May and all those guys, right? we just laugh at everything together. Yeah. We're so, we're so lucky, well. We're so, we're so lucky. <laughs> love you, babe. Uh, all right, so we're moving on. You hear um, that, Claire? Matt loves you, too. <laughs> I do love Claire. Um, 
Do you want to get into BB talk now, or do you want to save it? Or do you just scrap <laughs> you it? You got to take a piss break or something? You want to go? <laughs> <laughs> no, we'll get into Angels in the Outfield. Uh, what year was this? 94? Did you, well, why you don't you always keep have the year? talking? Yeah. So I was thinking between this and the Mighty Ducks, like the city oh, of yeah, Anaheim, they, were really pushing they the got a lot of love with their sports teams. Oh, yeah. yeah it's all and I didn't know this, but this uh, Angels in the Outfield was originally a movie in like 1951 or 1953, and it centered yeah. around the Pittsburgh Pirates. And you're right, but, 94. But at the time, Walt Disney had a minority stake in the Angels, so they kind of readapted it and made it about you know Angels in the Outfield. But I was thinking, you know, between D2 when they kind of unveiled the Mighty Ducks logo, oh, kind of yeah. unveiled the team, yeah. and then Angels in the Outfield, I was just thinking, you know, they got a lot of love from from Disney there. Well, in, they in were basically, you know, why would you promote another fan base when you could promote your own? Exactly. Here no, no, it, yeah. so it I don't blame sense. them at all. And I had on here before we start that I really was I really like the California Angels. I understand why they became the Anaheim Angels because the stadium was there, but I hate the fact that now they're the Los Angeles Angels, Angels of, of Anaheim. Anaheim. Yeah. That's fucking dude, that too old, much. That old, that old logo they that's had with classic, the CA. dude. It's so yeah. sweet. If, if I could find with the, the hat, halo, I, I yeah. would. That's what I was saying. Like or, I loved, that, I love that. that. No, it's the CA and the uh, the halos around the A on the CA. I thought that yeah. was such a dope. Um, Logo and scheme, California and now it's Angels just lame. So cool, yeah, yeah it really yeah. was, and it's smart too. It's like New England, like yeah. you're not just the Boston, you're the Patriots. New England, your whole area, like Golden State Warriors, so they're all of California. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So to be the California Angels is just smart to me because you're not pigeonholing yourself to one market. Yeah. You're all of California, so I just had to put that out there. I, I really hate when teams rebrand like that or you know yeah. relocate. And the, even. So, so I remember when it first when it first comes in on the on the movie. And I've never been out there. Is that big haloed A? Is it still out there? I, mean, uh, is I think it, so. Is That'd it be really? cool. I think so. That, that was that's cool. That's that was the first thing I noticed. I was like, man, that's that's awesome. That's mm-hmm. I think really so. Cool. I think yeah. it is out there. Um, so we open the movie with Roger and JP riding their bikes past Angel Stadium, and we get the shot of you yeah. know the big A with the halo. Um, and the boys are talking, and JP asks why Maggie's house is called a foster home. Dude. And so that's when we first kind of learned that these boys, they're, they're orphans and uh, they're in a foster home. And, and Rogers just says, hey, uh, maybe it's because the first family to let kids stay with them, or their last name is Foster. And while they're doing this, they're, they're riding their bikes through a pretty sketchy area. Ghetto. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, I noticed that. Like, that's the first thing I was thinking was like, pretty you can't sketchy. do this. Like, you can't do this, no. you know, like anymore. It, no, it was just, and, yeah. you know, I've talked about it on the pod, but me and my, when we were little, mom, in the summer, mom would shove us out yeah. in the morning and me and my brother would ride bikes i mean all across red oak i yeah. mean yep. everywhere there's no way i'm letting landry do that no. there's no way nope never wow. um i was gonna say dude this had to be the most depressing five first five minutes of a movie that's no, bad yeah. all they yeah. talk about yeah. is like their dead parents and their dad giving up on them i was like so bummed <laughs> out like five minutes in dude. so uh they return home and they find out. Uh, Roger finds out that his dad's there to visit him, and like you said, he's so excited. He thinks, you know, hey, dad's here to get it broke me. Broke my heart, man. Yeah. Um, and his dad, played by Dermot Mulrooney, who's typical, like has a stereotype look, like a deadbeat yeah. dad, or yeah. Mm-hmm. His dad tells him that he's going up north and that he's not taking him with him. He traded in like his truck for a mm-hmm. Harley, for a, a motorcycle, it's better for traveling. That's better for traveling. Nomad. I I noted too, and this was just something like you could tell when they're panning in and they're coming across the like street they're trying to show like how 
like how bad the neighborhood mm-hmm. is. And I laughed a little bit. There's a car. Did you see it? Like this car comes like screeching around the corner. It's like an old like Chevy Nova. It's uh-uh. like green. Comes screeching around the corner and like three beer cans fly out of it <laughs> as it's coming. Like if it would have nice gone straight, it would have hit the kids. And it was like going really fast around the corner. And I just said, LOL at the car screaming around the corner with the beer cans. <laughs> Shout out to the props it's department. probably that guy <laughs> later on in the movie that's in the outfield with the yeah, big, big hairy guy. Yeah, he's he's already for Mitchell. <laughs> yeah. It's probably that guy. Uh, all right. Um, so, yeah, he also tells them that he's given him he's given up custody of him to the state. And then Roger very sadly asks his dad when they can be a family again. He says, uh, when the angels win a pennant. So scummy. So it, just dude, so bad. I had to go take a shower. Yeah. Like, it was so bad, dude. Like yeah. I felt so That's bad what I'm saying, for dude, this, this kid. It was a terrible opening five minutes for her father. I was so felt so bad for these fictional yeah. kids. Uh, and then the next scene, we get JP and Roger sitting in the tree watching the Angels play. JP's holding the radio. Yeah. Roger's got the binoculars. And uh, Roger confirms how bad they are after Matthew McConaughey and another outfielder collide trying to trying to catch a routine. This was the first time I noticed too, and I don't know. I can't really think of many baseball movies off the top of my head, but like Little Big League. So that's a good one. How come every catcher is like morbidly obese? Yeah, and <laughs> yeah. yeah. When they've really like they got to be the fittest to pop up like yeah. that. Like catcher's got to be in good shape. So I wrote down in my notes. I wrote, "Why is every catcher morbidly obese and every general manager slash owner is a cowboy? Like yeah, a, like like a western point. cowboy. Yeah, they're know? always like some yeah. renegade cowboy. I came from oil and I bought this that's whole probably team. Why? Because you know? they say yeah. I came from money. Yeah. That's the, how else can you have all this money? Yeah. yeah. And I wrote down, uh, and I'll, I'll find it. Uh, the uh, the angels, uh, the catcher, his name is Trisket. Like his the real name? No, in the movie. Oh, the character name. Mesner was his last yeah, name. Yeah, exactly. Trisket Mesner. Yeah. That's a great name. Trisket. Um, I think he'd be like pork chop or something. Yeah. He was a big boy. Yeah. So uh, yeah, right, they they collide uh, trying to trying to catch a ball, and then we get our first glimpse, our first uh, Danny Glover sighting. And uh, he's the manager of the Angels, and I didn't get his uh, first name, but his Knox. Knox. George. I just went George by Knox. Knox. George Knox. George well, Knox. Well, you get the, you're going to go over the whole fight because he goes yeah, to yeah. the pitcher. Yeah. So he goes to pull the pitcher, uh, and the pitcher isn't happy. And yeah. uh, he first he refuses. He's like, I'm not coming out. And he's like, Give me the ball. And he's like, You want the ball? He throws the ball. He throws his glove. And uh, I, I put on here, Danny Glover's getting too old for this shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Come on, how did yeah. nobody else write that down when that yeah. happened? Yeah. Um, so yeah, and then he's he you know he tells him he's washed up, and then he throws they're they're on the ground in a in a scrum, and one of the, and one of the one of the best parts is the the bench the Angels bench clear, and then the Blue Jays clear, and then the manager's like, hey, it's not our fight, and they're like, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, they're just good ready point. to go out and fight. He goes, it's good not point. our fight. Good oh, point. There we go. <laughs> um, yeah, and I then, love that scene. Yeah. That's just instinct yeah. of baseball. Yeah. Like, yeah. Let's get in there. See let's that go. bench clear, and then they start <laughs> yeah, going. He's like, yeah, hey, exactly. idiots, it's not our fight. Let it go. Um, and then in the locker room after the game, uh, good old George Knox goes berserk. He flips tables, and he's just trashing the team, telling them he's got no talent. Yeah. And uh, they got to meet. Uh, they got to be there at 930 in the morning to work on fundamentals. And one of the players is like, fundamentals in the middle of the season? <laughs> the uh, What the – the pitcher, his last name is Bass. The like the goofy one. Wally Bass. Ba- I think it's Wally Bass. Yeah. <laughs> These are such great names, man. He gets, it's so good. He gets hit by the bat and then passes out like two minutes, three <laughs> yeah. minutes Whit, later. You know, yeah. Whit Bass. Whit Bass. Whit Bass. <laughs> um. So yeah. So uh, 
George knocks. George isn't very happy. He goes and he starts flipping over tables, trashing the team. And then he immediately goes up and meets with the owner and tries telling him that, you know, that he needs to trade players. Everybody. He's got to trade. He can't win. You know, he's in the manager and the owner tells him, like, you're not expected to win. He's like, but that's what I came here for. Um, but he's basically just brushed off by the owner. And then he immediately gets rushed into a postgame interview. Uh, with um, Ranch with Ranch Wilder. Wilder. Ranch Wilder. Which what a ski played dude. by Jay O. Simpson, who was the he's asshole the that coach. guy. He's the asshole he's the coach that guy. from oh, the yeah. Big Green. Yeah. yeah, exactly. He plays yeah. the asshole in like everything. Yeah. I, yeah, he has a very punchable face. Yeah. Yes. Um. So he get he's the uh, he's the radio guy, and uh, George Knox immediately gets rushed into an interview, and it's hinted what. They kind of have yeah, bad they have, blood. They have a history. Yeah, they, they they've they've got a history, and then he uh, he ends the he ends the interview in George Knox fa- fashion, and uh, he uh, knocks out old Ranch, Ranch Wilder. Wilder. There. Um, and so the next scene, we go back to Maggie's house, and we meet the house jerk named Miguel. Oh, dude, what a punk, man! Like, like just just be nice, you read, know. Read the room, read Miguel. the room, bro. <laughs> and then like later on in the movie, they're like, Miguel's gone. I would have been, if I was JP or Roger, I'd been like good, but they were like, Oh no, he's gone. Like, so uh, yeah, Mag- later, Miguel. Maggie's in there is like, Hey, everybody <laughs> brush your teeth, wash your face, yeah. say their prayers. And as far as, uh, uh, foster situations and foster parents go, I don't think you could have landed in a better spot with than no. Miss Maggie. Cause oh, Maggie's are, a sweetheart. They didn't show awesome. any cooking, but I bet she cooked real good. I'm talking some, homemade gravy. Good yeah. dude. There's homemade some, Biscuits stories gravy. as far as yeah. like foster parents go. Miss Maggie, sh- they got a good one in her. Yeah. Um, That's a good woman right there. For sure. I, I'm a, that's a woman I'd settle down with. Yeah. So. <laughs> I'm just so. saying, she's a sweet lady. <laughs> Is she your Paula Dean? She does kind of look like She's like an Irish Paula Dean. Yeah, I can, I can see that. She that. also played the bird woman on Home Alone 2. That's what it is. Yeah, I was trying to yeah. think, too, yeah. why yeah. she yeah. looks so yeah. familiar. She played the bird woman okay, on so Home Alone 2. Okay, so she's been a freak, too. Yeah. yeah. Um so uh, then we get Roger praying to God that the angels win the pennant so he can be a family with his dad again. Yep. Um, so the next scene. Uh, hey, but Miguel brings down the room when he's like, she can't bend over anymore. That's yeah. why you got to sleep in sleeping bags. Yeah. I'm like, dude, just be nice, man. Like you're the Come older on. one. Yeah. Like, be nice to these little about, kids. Talking okay. about JPP in the bed and stuff. Like, yeah. I, I think Miguel's had a rough life. That, I, yeah. I, mean, I think we should give him a little leeway here. Come on, guys. He's like 14. Don't be a, no, <laughs> he had a mustache, so maybe, I don't know. I don't know yeah. how old he was. So yeah. He's got to be at least 18. He's got to be at least 18. He's got that wispy yeah. little mustache. Yeah. Um, and the next scene uh, is up in the owner's office, and the owner informs Knox that he's been fined 5000 for his fight with the yeah. player. Worth it. Yeah. That's kind of what he says. You know, he's like, I, he's like, I've never been clear, and, you know, he's he, he's – Basically, well worth it. That that five thousand, um, and then we find out from the interview what was hinted at. That we find out that Ranch Wilder uh, spiked George Knox's knee in their playing career. Yeah, basically derailed yeah. derailed his career. And he he did, he's saying that he was in he's coming up into his best years, and 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 Ranch Wilder kind of took that away from him. So they did a good job of kind of yeah. establishing where that bad blood between the two come comes from. Um, <clears throat> And then next we get uh, JP and Roger at an Angels game, and we get introduced to Whip Pass for the first time, and he is the comic <laughs> relief, and he is so funny. Hey, I made a note. What about those bleachers in the outfield? Like how nostalgic is the like bleacher bleachers seats? in the yeah. outfield, like bleacher yeah. seats, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I remember at the old ballpark, yeah. like mm-hmm. having bleachers in center field. Yep. Like they were so uncomfortable, but like – 
there's just something about sitting bleachers. in like yeah. bleacher seats. Yeah, yeah and the you bring those little would... those little padded chairs. Yeah, yeah. bend up now. Yeah. 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 three hours. Yeah, it was close. Yeah. I think I think minor league teams should have bench seats oh, in the outfield. Sure. All yeah. minor league teams should have bench seats outfield. Have, yeah. Speaking of that, and I'm gonna pause and derail. Have you been out to Cleveland to the railroad? No, not yet. I've heard I, it's I, nice. I want to go. Yeah, that? they have an they, independent ball team really? out, and they have a badass yeah. stadium out in really right off 67 Cleveland Rail or Cleveland Railroaders. Railroaders. Yeah, pretty cool. It's sweet, dude. I didn't know that. You can see it from the highway, and it just, it looks really nice for independent club. Wow, good for it, them. It's really it's just cool. Such a long drive so, to be out there. Who is this guy? Yeah, that all like forty minutes of yeah. it. <laughs> Are these guys that like just couldn't cut it in minors? Like well, guys that played college yeah. and yeah. So you can there was a there's been a couple guys from Red Oak play like independent ball, and it's basically yeah, it's just you get you get paid. And it's not that much, right? You probably have to have yeah. like a, another job in the off season. Yeah, but you're just trying to you're trying to get noticed. I mean, it's just another so way trying to, try to build to a noticed. resume. Yeah. And yeah, you're yeah, trying to just so hang it's guy. On. But what you're saying is, it's guys that are really trying hard. Yeah, and it's yeah. not just like a, a softball league or yeah. no, 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 a glorified it, softball league. These guys are trying baseball. to yeah. trying the, to crack uh, into the. You ever minors. heard of the? the they used to be called the Fort Worth or the Grand Prairie Air Hogs. Yep. Mm-hmm. So they another were a great name. Yeah. Pete Incavilia was the manager there. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Another former ranger. <laughs> yeah. Should have been Mount Rushmore. Yeah. 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 Um, and, you know, I don't know if you've ever heard of Fort Worth Cats, but Fort Worth Cats, yeah. they played at LaGrave Field, which yeah. is legendary going all the way back to like the 20s. But that was another. I think Jeez. they were independent ball. I don't think yeah. they were minor league. They uh, had the uh, Amarilla, Amarilla Dillas. Mm-hmm. The Dillas. Yeah. Amarilla cool. Dillas. They had <laughs> yep. the. It was like the Lufkin Pump Jacks, I think they Dude, had one out there. Minor league teams have the best names. But they like, just let's not like the ourselves. like back at, like, you know, ten years ago or so, they were just playing at like high school baseball fields. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But so that's a big deal then. Yeah, that's a big deal to have that Cleburne mm-hmm. the Cleburne. Uh, it it looks super nice. Yeah. I want to get out to Mansfield to their field of dreams out yeah. there. I've heard that's really nice. It's pretty oh, that's cool, cool, yeah. That's yeah. cool. Um let me find where I was. Bass on the mound. I put yeah, bass, bass on, on the mound. mound. What a wild card. So it's so funny. Like, yeah, he sets and sets. Yeah, and sets again. Like, dude, it was on. so funny. Dude, he came sprinting out and he fucking slides. He and pops up. Dude, I was like, what is this guy doing? I laugh so. Pitchers hard. though, but that's that's what pitchers are. They're like yeah. characters, you oh, know. Yeah. Like so, that's the, if you were gonna have like you had a big guy at catcher, you're gonna yeah. have a, you're gonna have a character on the mound. Yep. Um, and so this is uh this is where we get our first appearance of an angel uh, that is sent to help. Yeah. Um. There's a long, deep fly ball to center field, hit to Matthew McConaughey's character, and the angel comes in, swoops him up, picks him up, and like carries him like another. It looks like thirty yards. Twenty or yards. Yeah. Oh yeah. Makes yeah. the catch, uh, and then we get uh, our first Christopher Lloyd sighting or Al, Al. and he he kind of explains what Roger just saw because Roger's looking around like anybody see that? Yeah. Um. Which I thought the I thought his hat the AL like clever, clever. it's so yeah. cool yeah, yeah it's very clever like angel you know like I just thought it was a yeah I thought that was pretty clever um yeah so uh, Christopher Lloyd comes in he he kind of explains what Roger just saw because Roger can't believe it um and then the angels help good old Trisket uh what was it Mesmer Mesmer yeah Trisket Mesmer hit a home run and he shatters his bat blows it up shatters his bat rips one of the you know cover cover off the wall yeah Yeah. and uh they talked about him being in like a 26 game like slump or something and he he the angels uh an angel helps him uh 
helps him hit the home run there. I had on here too that, that seat. There's so many open seats, right? And they are squished in between this big fat hairy guy. <laughs> yeah, I guess that was there for certain reasons. But I was like, I would have been like scooting. As and far it was in the bleachers too, so like yeah, they could have scooted down. There was, no, <laughs> there was so much room. No assigned seating here. And they guys. had this yeah. guy that just burped all over him, <laughs> drinking beer, and he had Super hair hairy, coming out yeah. of everywhere. It's like Robin Williams, this weird older brother. I laughed a little bit too because I think this was the scene he bounced the home run off of a crash test dummy uh his sign. head yeah yeah <laughs> remember the crash test uh-huh. dummies back in yep. the day that was legit yep. yeah. um so then pj he wins a uh he wins a jp did i say you said pj oh i have pj written <laughs> dyslexia get it son right jeez so jp wins a photo with uh with uh the manager uh george knox and uh, he's too shy, so he tells Roger, he's like, hey, I don't yeah. like strangers. You, you go ahead and take it. And uh, Roger tells him about the angels that helped the team. And uh, you, he, have, you have the line that Knox said? Yeah, he's like, well, He said, great, a psycho kid. you think they would screen them. Yeah. Well, he's like, he, he gets told that he has to take photos, and he's like, I don't want to do this, or blah, blah, blah. And he's like, I don't even like kids. Yeah. And then he's like, oh, a psycho kid. The photographer's like, can we smile? And they're like, like, it looks like, like a prison really photo. Like photo. Yeah, yeah. it that. really does. Yeah. Um, so then, uh, you know, I guess Knox, he gets to thinking, and then he actually goes to deliver the picture uh, from the game, and he asks Roger about the Angels, and then he invites, he ends up inviting him to the next game because yeah. he's got his, you know, he's willing to try anything. Yeah, he's just desperate. And yeah, he's he, desperate for. He they're like thinking. on an epic losing streak. He knows his job's yeah. on the line. Yeah, like this is, but this is on the general manager, right? Like I had this written down. Like this isn't the coach's fault. This is general manager. Manager, like, manager's you, fault. You completely like you built a trash team. Oh like, yeah, yeah. Like these guys can't even can't even play baseball. You know, like this is bad. Yeah, but, well, yeah. You're right. What the general manager should be getting to some? do with this? Yeah. Um, uh, I guess they could go to the game next, right? And they get yeah. the VIP treatment. Yeah, so Al comes back, and he he kind of lays down some ground rules for Roger. He's You know, he said, hey, I didn't give you all the rules. Here are the rules. You just can't mention can't mention me to anybody. He's like, you already told uh, JP, and you already told the manager. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. That's kind of the one. No one, can see more? You. no one can see other than Roger. No one else can see him anyway. Was that the only rule, I think? I don't I think that was the only rule. Thou shall not kill. Yeah. I, like I think that. that was the only rule. Um, and so, and then the kids make that assistant David's life a living hill during the game. God, like he's he, kind of a creep though. Like he gets he's nacho just, butt, yeah. and he's in a bunch of stuff too from yeah. the nineties. Yeah. yeah, but that that hair and me coming from a guy that's like the same hair. I was like, I think I pulled off a little bit better <laughs> with the with the but linen suit. He just the yeah, hair, the, the linen, linen suit like mustard all over it. <laughs> that guy's on a list somewhere. Yeah, for sure, he definitely is. Um, so Roger finally sees an angel in the ninth, uh, and it helps kind of warming up him. What's his name? Himmerling. 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 kind of like Adrian yeah. Brody's character. Yeah. 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 So we got two future Oscar winners in yeah. this movie. Um, so yeah, and the best hitter was up to bat. Mm-hmm. Mitchell. Mitchell. Yeah. And he's got the perm, like that mid nineties. Like <laughs> he's got like that perm. Dirty, I read, I read this perm. later on. I said I would give anything to have Mitchell's perm mullet. Dude, like, it's, it's so just, at least dude. for like a day. Because <laughs> that was like. That was uh, Juan Gonzalez had that, yeah. like, you know. I mean, that a was a lot of those guys. A lot back, of the, yeah, just dripping. Yeah, <laughs> just so crazy. So, nasty. so gross. Yeah. Um, so yeah, he actually pulls his best hitter, and he's like, "Yeah, 
He him puts, and, yeah, he puts the trust in Roger because he's yeah. convinced now that he saw an yeah. angel. The big fat hairy dude. Himmeling for Mitchell. <laughs> go back to Cincinnati. <laughs> yeah. That was a great impersonation. Yeah. That was pretty spot on. That was, dude, that was so spot me, on. I think Brady practiced, you practiced that before that. he yeah. came over. Me, me and Jeremy Kleiber say that to, we like since we were in probably high school. We'll just like Himmeling for Mitchell. Go back to Cincinnati <laughs> every time, like all the time. Yeah, shout out to Jeremy. Well, Kleiber. Yeah. y'all been y'all perfected that then. That was perfect. Uh, so then. Uh, Knox makes sure that the boys will be out every game, and they even work out a system to where you just kind of gloss over Henry Lee's like greatest moment though. He like a infield inside yeah. the park home run. Oh yeah, where the ball the counts out as like fourteen <laughs> errors. It's like a Benny Hill situation yeah. just happened. Uh, I'm sure like ten year old me though is just cracking up. Oh yeah, I oh, love yeah. it. It gets on the dude's hat and then <laughs> yeah, and they all jumps tackle him. Yeah. One guy gets hit in the nuts because at least one guy's got to get hit in the nuts. <laughs> so. uh so yeah, we uh, we get uh, Knox making sure that the boys are at every game. They they work out a system. You tell him how he got him home though, because this broke my heart too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah well, um, to where Roger can call in on away games, right to the dugout, and you know let him know. And they're walking through the tunnel, and he's got this sweet like old school Porsche. That's yeah, a classic Porsche. Yeah, yeah, and he's like, hey, you know what? He doesn't ride in cars. He's like, yeah, he gets to get car sick or something. He's like, no. Him and his mom basically lived in their car, and he slept, you know, curled up like a cat in the seat. And so every time he gets in a car, Jeez. his stomach starts hurting. I feel so bad for these boys, man. Um, That's like the rider was just trying to make a child a child yeah. cry while watching this. So uh, he they end up getting a getting a ride in the bus. That was sweet though. The to pull home. up in the team bus, that was clutch. Which like back in the day, the the coach didn't drive the bus, right? Like he was driving, <laughs> no. like yeah, like he was driving it, like he owned it. Like that know? on vacation, <laughs> dude. <laughs> um. So uh, at the next game, um, uh, no, 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 sorry. Next game is it? Oh, you got it. Yeah. Uh, so when they get home, the boys learn that Miguel was placed uh, with the family. That's yeah, right. JP's so upset. He's he's so pretty upset. bummed. Um, God bless you, JP. Heart of gold, kid. Such, Such a good, good kid. kid. And then yeah. at the next game, Roger sees an angel with Mel Clark, and he tells Knox that, uh, hey, he should start. Yeah. And we got to tell you who Mel, Mel Clark is. Mel Clark is played. By Tony Danza. Tony D. Tony D. I'm sure no one ever calls him that. Brady acts like they've been friends for 20 oh, yeah. years. Yeah, me and Tony oh, D. Oh, Tony yeah. D. Yeah. And he's uh, been like on the disabled list. I guess now it's injured, injured list, list yeah. you know, for like however long. And he's and like, th- hey, you're coming off right now. And yeah. then, you know, there was a there was a point in, earlier in the movie where they kind of shed some, you know, history where I guess they yeah. had been together in Cincinnati yeah. when, where Mo- Knox was a manager. And he said, hey, you're washed up. Your arm's gone. Yeah. He and traded him to, to California to get away, to from, get away from, him. from. He's like, if I'd known you, you know, I'd be coaching you again. I would have never done that or yeah. something. So and they had some blood, a bad blood between each other. Yeah, and he said, you know, too many pain pills, playing on too many pain pills. He's like, you made me, you forced them in my mouth. He's like, I didn't make you swallow them. Yeah, that's what she said. Oh, <laughs> oh good, good call, dude. That's a good one. Um, yeah, and then he and then he coughs and he's like, oh, get away from me. Is that contagious? Like. <laughs> Like, geez, dude, what a, what a jerk. Yeah. yeah. Well, and then cooties. you find out later on, guy has fucking lung cancer. Yeah. So it turns out he takes Roger's advice. Mel Clark starts the game, throws an absolute gem, a complete game shutout. Yep. The worst part about these baseball movies, though, is just how bad, like, Tony Danza's mechanics the are. He, just, but you could see, like, he at least, they didn't cut from it. Yeah, Sometimes it'll just show, and then it's, like, some other yeah. dude. Like, Tony Danza actually took the mound yeah. and threw those pitches. So, I, I know what you're saying, yeah. but I give him respect for at least going out there and trying. And he could throw, he's but looking you, like Brock Holt out there. You, you, yeah, you could tell a lot, of the, a lot of the hitters in this movie, like, had played 
ball at oh, some yeah. point. You know, like you they were swinging get. good. Yeah, right. But yeah, Tony Danz, I was just like so hard to watch him throw the baseball. Yeah. It's like mm-hmm. this is so cheesy. Gives me yep. hope that maybe I can play in the majors. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yep. Uh, and then, of course, it wouldn't be a Disney movie without a montage. Um, after Roger gives them the advice to start Mel Clark and they win, um, basically George Knox is like, hey, whatever you guys want. Yeah. And they want to play baseball. So we get a montage of oh, the neighborhood kids of a neighborhood baseball game. And then we get another, you know, the montage continues with the angels getting help from the angels yeah. uh, and going from last place to first place. So we get yeah, a montage growing up in the ring, yeah, shooting standings. up in the standings. Um, and, and honestly, I think every movie we review has a montage at some yeah. point. Every Disney movie <laughs> d- definitely <laughs> yeah, does. Yeah, we do a lot of Disney. So when you say montage, I was like, yeah. I, Which was, I always wait for the montage in our movies. It was funny because you notice like in the, in the montage of them moving up, Kansas City was in the AL West, you know, mm-hmm. and stuff. Yeah, and they played like, Chicago oh. later on in the West. <laughs> yeah. I was like, how the hell is Chicago in the West? I think they had Chicago and Kansas City in the AL West, if I'm not mistaken. That's, I don't think they – I, I don't know the history of it. To me, it doesn't make sense. Were. I, yeah. I don't think, yeah. at least in that point, because it was about how it is now. Yeah, except, that, yeah. except the Astros, Astros were yeah. in the National League. Yeah. But other than that, because it makes perfect sense, like for, you know, Seattle – L.A., Oakland. I always thought it was weird for us to be in there, but yeah. I guess we're just in a kind of a weird spot. Right. Yeah, so the West so the West in 94 was us, Oakland, Seattle, California. Yeah, they I guess had, they just had to they had to make it more dramatic to go from like eighth yeah. to third instead of just fourth to, you know, just show you have them that climb. Did, were we? Did we win it? Oh, how the fuck would I know? Seven no, years we, old. We did with 52 wins. We had a that strike season. That, that, that was the strike season, season yeah. yeah. So I think Tony Gwynn was batting like 400 or something that yeah. year. What a terrible division. We won with a record of 52 and 62. Wow. California was 47 and 68. Man, that was a shitty division for sure. Man, what a terrible division. Now we got the NFC East as the equivalent. Yeah. That's what another thing I didn't get. In football, we're on the East. And in yeah. baseball, well, we're in well, the West. That was strategic because Tech Shram wanted, wanted the Cowboys to always be playing big markets. That makes so he sense, put them in there. That's yeah. how you can grow that, a that's team. Why, that's yeah. why Tech Shram was a freaking visionary. And yeah. I mean, he was so smart. He that really in, is because that's thinking so far he down brought the line. In, yeah. He brought in pylons. He brought in the flags. Cheerleaders? Was he the cheerleaders? He brought in flags that hang from the goalposts. I now mean, these are things visionary. that everyone does. Yeah. You yes. know what I'm saying? He's a visionary. Um, yeah. Okay. Uh, before we get sidetracked yeah, on yeah, yeah, yeah. football. Um, Miguel. He gone. Miguel. And then we get the montage of the Angels climbing the standings. And then we find out that Roger's dad has officially given up custody. Oh, they had a court hearing. Yeah. Roger finds out that he can't go to the game because he has to go to court. Yeah. Um, and so then, JP tries to help out. Yep. Yeah. You know, cries because they yep. lose. And JP's upset after the game that he couldn't see any Angels and Ranch Wilder praise on this kid swoops in and those tears the the jp tears his face was just soaked i was oh, feeling man. for the kid man Great. i had, I had, I had Andrew tears. Kid. Yeah. yeah um and he and he swoops in and he kind of gets a story and he learns of roger's you know abilities um and Knox then confirm uh confronts roger um or sorry Knox comforts roger after his court date he goes over there yeah, he has a complete 180 because at he, first he was a you know rough around the edges kind of guy. He makes dinner. He really he, starts feels for these kids. He, he really does. Um, uh, and then Ranch goes to the press and they print the story about Roger and the Angels. Yeah. And then basically the owner's like, "Hey, um, you're out." Or you're gonna- that was pretty quick. Like that was pretty like that was a pretty ballsy move by the owner. Like, "Hey, you see an Angels, you're out of here." Like. 
you're the California Angels. Yeah. There's a marketing <laughs> moment <laughs> that you're not jumping on. Yeah. yeah, that's what I was like. How are you not like making shirts and yeah. calling you know every news agency? So yeah, he gives an ultimatum like, hey, you're either, you're out or you call press conference and deny everything. Yeah. Um, and at the press conference, you know, he starts to read a statement, and then he sees Maggie JP, brings the boys Maggie in. Yeah. and Roger come in. And he's like, you know what? I'm just gonna shoot from the hip here. And uh, Maggie makes a good point though, because she's like, when a football player scores and he thanks God, like, what's the difference? If yeah. a baseball team sees Angels, like they're all on the same team, you don't think they're crazy. Yeah. And then at that point, point, it kind of makes turns the tide, and all the players stand up and they're like, you know, yep. I won't play unless Knox is here. Yep. Yep. So it has like this unifying moment, which you know. Turns the team around. And then in true Mild and Lazy Guys fashion, this is where my notes end because apparently I didn't finish the movie. Uh, but we go into that final game. Last game. And I'm hoping you, got, so you guys got to carry I got a little bit, yeah. So going back to the owner again, once again, going back to these like <laughs> the whole Western thing, every he had like everything he said was a one-liner. Or oh, you can't spit my manure and tell. Like it was just like he was doing all this cow <laughs> every stereotype, stuff. Yeah. yeah. It was like, okay, I guess you can just – Put all of this on this dude, and yeah, just make him a complete. Do they model stereotype. those owners after Jerry Jones? That's what I feel like the one line. I feel like that's what it is. Because, like you said, like how else can you explain? How do you own a sports franchise that costs a lot of money? Well, you must have been an oil yeah. man. Like yeah. that's mm-hmm. how guys make a lot yep. of money. Yeah. Yep. So that's why you got this guy wearing a cowboy hat in Los Angeles. <laughs> He's an oil man. Yeah, that made no sense, right? Yeah, no sense at all. Uh, so yeah, I mean, it's the last game of the year. They're playing Chicago. The determined. So they said whoever wins this wins the AL West, but at the same time the pennant's on the line. But it's the last game of the season. So they're calling the pennant the AL. It's the division. The division. Yeah, the, they yeah. said though like last game of the year, but then they said this is for the pennant. So it was a little confusing. Yeah, but uh, Mel Clark air. just gloss over that. Yeah, I mean, I get it. You know, as your kid, you just know this is the big game. But yeah, that's when Al comes down and is like, oh yeah, by the way, uh, we're we Mel- can't you. Yeah, you can't. We we're not going to be here for this game because you can't. Uh, you can't have angel help in the uh, championship or something like that. Yeah. Right? So yeah. they. I don't know. It's confusing, but you can tell it's the big game. Uh, Mel Clark gets to start. He tells him that Mel Clark is dying. Basically, he only has six months to live because oh, of liver God. cancer. Brutal. Crazy. Yeah, dude. Basically, tell you, it's like a PSA. He's like, he smoked for a long time. Don't he's, ever yeah, do that because we're always watching. He's they kept pounding that message through. They're always watching. Which I was watching the. Uh, I was watching this with my daughters this morning, and uh, whenever they saw uh, Roger's dad. Uh, smoking a cigarette. <laughs> the first thing my daughter goes is, he's going to die pretty soon. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. Jeez. Yeah. Foreshadowing. <laughs> good eye. Yeah, good eye. And Brady goes, yeah, he deserves it too. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so basically it gets to the, um, he keeps the man's the top of the ninth, three, two count, two outs, up by one. There's no real angels. Um, and then I just put the angels win on an extremely boring catch. So, you know, he has like, they cut, they were going to pull him out. But Roger was like, no, no, let them finish. And that's when they all stand up and they start. There's like, there's yeah. no angels here. Or he's like, there's you got a whole team full of, or a stadium full of angels. They yeah. all get up and do their signal because Roger had that signal where he flaps his arms to mm-hmm. signify the angel he sees. So, you know, everyone in the crowd is a sellout crowd. They're all doing it for him. Um, he gets them. I think he was down 3-1. He has the 3-2 pitch comes on on a nearly home run. Like, I think. Foul. Right? What was, was that, what was that guy's foul. name? Oh, this. so this was the most research I did of the whole movie right, was on this dude. So the last batter, Kit Hitter Die Kesey was his name. Great name. And dude. like, what I didn't understand is the because they were in L.A. Right? They were in mm-hmm. California. Yeah. And the big like the screen flashed Hitter Die. Like, 
you don't like pump up the other dude. You yeah, know, like, yeah. Have, yeah. It's a hit or die or whatever. And then, so I did research. I was like, who is this guy? Right. So like <laughs> he had a scar on his face. He spit and like, it looked like he spit out six gallons of sweet tea. It was like, you know, it was <laughs> it's like always t- an it exaggerated tobacco. amount. Yeah. 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 The giant scar on his face. He had the, the real cheesy Cobra that said hit or die on his yeah. face. <laughs> yeah. I remember know? all this now. <laughs> so I looked him up. I was like, who is this guy? Dude's name is Carrie Langsford. And his Wikipedia hits says, first thing it says off the bat, claims to be a direct descendant of Sir Francis the Drake, or Sir, of Sir Francis Drake, even though Sir Francis Drake had no children or direct relatives. <laughs> why would he, of <laughs> well, all the people you could claim, <laughs> right? why the one guy who distinctly it, never had a kid? It also says that in 2020, he created a Facebook page about Star Wars and the Mandalorian because he was a huge Star Wars and Mandalorian fan. Um Ooh but never posted anything and then deleted it in 2021. <laughs> that was on his Wikipedia page. <laughs> yes. And then also he had like some sons that went and played uh, baseball in like for Oakland and some other teams. Um, but they also named the, his high school baseball field after him. Oh, that's so, cool. Yeah. Do we still play it? They still play at the Buddy Groom Stadium? That, that yeah, puts him up but, with Buddy, Buddy Groom. Field, yeah. Hell yeah. Yep. Got a stadium in that room. That's doing something. Yeah. So anyways, back to this, um, it just ends on such an extremely boring catch. Like oh, it's yeah. like a soft line drive to the catcher, and D- Tony Danza uh, dives for it. It hits his glove, comes out, and does a crocodile catch, closes <laughs> it down, and that was it. Like the game was over. Yeah. It ended on such a boring note. Didn't, and didn't it end with? Uh, and then they go Knox, back home. Yeah, they go back home, and Knox said he's okay. gonna take Roger home. And he's like, you know, well, we can't just leave JP here. And he's like, of course, I'm going to take JP with me. And Maggie's like, you know, happy for him. And which it was such like the- a, it was such a weird <laughs> like, the whole feel of it was so weird. Like he comes in and Maggie says, "Hey, your social worker called and you've been placed." And so like JP is like upset, right? He's like, "Well, dude, my brother's leaving. Like I'm out." So JP runs into his room, yeah, and then. Like Knox never says anything, and he's like crying. He's like, "Sorry, I, you know, I can't do this." And then Knox is like, "Oh, by the way, the guy that called your social worker was me." And then they're like, "Okay, yeah, but," and it's like this whole like weird Rocky. Like, <laughs> why don't you just tell him like, "Hey, I adopted you guys." You know, yeah. like you you drew it out and made you, it so you went weird. the weirdest way about yeah. it. Yeah, you should have just been like, "Yeah, hey guys, you're living with me now." Toying with these poor little ten year olds' emotions. <laughs> Who's had stuff. such a rough <laughs> yeah, life already? Right. I feel like JP needs like a honorary <laughs> member of this. <laughs> right. But, yeah, then it just ends with Al being, again, like, we're always watching you. Yeah. And he just kind of, like, flies away and does the, the star. Does the home run in the stars. Yeah. yeah. And that was, yeah. that was pretty much it. And that's yeah. it, huh? Ball game. No, that was a good Ball one. Game. It was a pretty good I, I really one. liked it, even though I didn't finish it. Yeah, I really liked it. really liked it. it. You didn't, didn't watch the last 20 like, minutes. Yeah, I'm out. <laughs> All right, so. No, well, who wants to get well, the next let, one? Let's oh, let okay. Brady You got to draw two. So this will be, you know. Draw two. Yeah, draw two. And we'll put a poll up and. Okay. Hopefully four or five people vote. All right. Pick number one. Road trip. I like that movie. That's a good one. Okay. That's that's a good all right. movie. Road trip or littering and littering, littering and road trip or Yeah. I got the part of the I always note I did that on all of them too. Oh, dude, it's ripping. Oh, here we go. Mystery men. That's a really good movie too. That's gonna be my vote. Road Trip or Mystery Men? Y'all remember that movie? Like fake superheroes, dude. You've never seen Mystery Men. Was that ben the one Stiller, with Hank Azaria, oh, no. William H Macy? Oh my goodness! I'm embarrassed Jeez. to say how many movies I haven't seen. I have Greg Kinnear's in I'm it. Bad. Fucking Pee Wee Herman. Yeah. What's his name? Pee Wee Herman. 
He's in that movie. Uh, Paul Rubin. I think that's it. Paul Rubin's in yeah. it. Dude, that's such good. That, that's my vote. Okay, okay, so Road Trip or Mystery Man on the next uh, movie review. I'll put the, I'll slap those up on Instagram and we can get some votes. And, and that way you guys can watch with us and review with us. All right, so let's move on to sports. Uh, Brady, our resident baseball guy, I'm going to let you kind of review um, baseball. some of the Rangers stuff <laughs> yeah. that's going on. Uh, yeah, some so, of the trades. Yeah. Did we win? Did we lose? Man, I think you know with with uh, with both of them, it's still kind of early to tell. I mean, I think we've been we've been trying to move on Joey Gallo for a few years now, uh, and it's just never his trade value's never been right, in my opinion. I think that's what everybody thinks, right? Um, but uh, getting getting the prospects we got, and I just know, like I was telling you guys earlier, I just know about the top two, uh, Josh Smith and Zeke Duran, both uh, middle infield guys. Both were doing really good from just kind of looking at – they were playing at Hudson Valley for, for the Yankees this year. Um, they were both doing good before the trade, and then, you know, that's always the big thing is if they trade to somewhere else and move across country, are they still going to be doing good? And so they both went to uh, uh, the Down East, Down East Wood Ducks. I think that's where they went in uh, North Carolina. Great name. That so so many cool names. Such I a cool some, name. I need some minor league like gear, like a hat of Dude, the wood. Dogs. You trash me when I told you what team I played for. What team? And it was a minor for? league team. Was, I played for the Aqua Sox. Yeah. Okay. Aqua Sox just me. sounds like wet socks. So the true likes me. wet socks. Dude, I would rather su- be a wood dog. Dude, it's a sweet logo. They had sweet colors. Yeah. So, <laughs> well, I didn't get that. All I heard was Aqua Sox, and who likes wet socks? I just think it's like, like the soggy breads I just or something. Think of like Aqua, like the color, like aquamarine socks, like just teal socks. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, well, I'm a man of culture, and I thought of oh, Spanish. Yeah. I have cooth. <laughs> okay? Uh, okay? Sorry, but right. maybe. Okay, you know what? I would love some Aqua Sox gear if you so, get it. So the Down East Wood Ducks, that's the cool thing about them. So their Crazy. initials are D-E-W-D, and they call themselves the Dudes. <laughs> oh, that's <laughs> cool. Which is pretty cool. Anyways, so uh, they're both playing really good ball right now. Um, and uh, as far as the the uh, J- Kyle Gibson and Ian Kennedy and, and Hans Kraus trade. That was too, too early to tell. Spencer Howard, the guy that we got um, in that trade last year, he was the Phillies' number one overall prospect of in their whole system. Nice. Um, what position? Pitcher. Pitcher. Yeah. Nice. He dropped down this year, and they say he lost like two or three miles an hour off his fastball. Um, but talk he and he was pretty. He was pretty candid in his first interview he had. Um, he kind of seemed like he wasn't real happy with the Phillies organization. It kind of seemed like uh, they rushed him along a little too fast or something like that, it seemed like. Um, so, I don't know. We'll give him give him a couple years. And he's already – he he came over and immediately started pitching in the in the bigs. Um, but, I don't know, I'd like to give him a few more starts before you can really, you know, yeah, dog sure. anybody. But sure. I'm really – I mean, there's a lot of people dogging the Rangers, and they're, I think, you know, third worst record in the – pros or second or something like that great but yeah yeah i'm not going to be anywhere near the playoffs i want the worst record exactly yeah and so um i'm looking at frisco and looking at you know like down east so uh the down east wood ducks also have ronald acuna jr's little brother luis angel acuna oh i didn't know he had his little brother so he's our number four prospect right now um and so uh talking cards like two years ago i think it was maybe a year ago uh, Ronald Acuna Jr. said, my brother is 10 times better than I am at baseball. Fuck and yeah. and, and immediately, that Luis Angel Acuna Bowman Chrome card 
was selling for like five grand. I mean, it was Holy just insane. Shit. Yeah. So he's our number, I think number four prospect right now. Um, and where is he at? He's at down East in, in uh, North Carolina as well. Um, but is I that mean, high A or low A? It's high A. High a. Yeah. High A. Is then, Hickory low A? Yeah. Hickory's low A and then Downey or, and then uh, Frisco is double A. Right. But, but yeah, the Frisco team is looking solid. I mean, you got Josh Jung, you got Sam Huff, you've got um, Boba Thompson was our first round draft pick from a few years ago. Uh, he's looking to be a super toolsy guy. That's like a five tool, you know, can hit for power and can run really fast too. Um, so yeah, I mean, there's a lot of the, our farm systems finally getting back to those early years, you know, yeah. of like 20, 20, 2009, 2010, whenever we started trading everything away to try to win. So I don't know. It's a fun time to be a Rangers fan is, you know, you got a new team. stadium and a young yeah. team. So, so I got nothing to complain about. I've got a kind of two part one. How do we feel about our draft pick Jack Leiter and two, the guy that he was talked about with uh, in that draft, uh, Kumar, Kumar Rocker. Yeah. Who did he get drafted by? Mets. Mets. Yeah, he so, filled it like ten. Yeah. So there's talks, yeah, that he didn't sign. Yeah. He's not. He's not going to go back to Vandy. And now there's talks that we could end up, you know, with the top three yeah. pick, and we could end up with both Rocker so, and Leiter and backs back. If he turns down. Um, he already didn't sign. He already and he can't go back to school. He's a free agent. He, he, essentially. he, he, he can, can go, go back, back to school, school, but he's choosing not. Okay, to. but he's so he's going to go, go play indie ball. He'll, he'll go play independent ball somewhere yeah. and just like stay. And he healthy. wants to play with. He wants to play with lighter or something. No, 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 just, no, no. But, but he'll re-enter the draft, and we're going to have a top three pick. Yeah, looks uh, like. But so, he the, did he fall to ten because of? He his, fell to ten because of medical. Because they, I think, a lot of people weren't sure about his arm. Um, it was an elbow he, specifically, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, because he threw a ton this year. Yeah. Um, and so next year's draft's going to be pretty fun. So if he gets back in it, that'll be fun. But then – Is that who we would want, though? Uh, so so we're – I'm and it's he's a middle infielder guy, and we've already got like 30 of them, but I don't care. Right. So uh, Jace Jung, Josh Jung's little brother – Really? Is, he, is a better hitter than Josh Jung is already in college. And he's he a second, tech? Yeah, he's at Tech, too. And he's playing second base. Oh, that'd and be cool. He's uh they're projecting him to, to be somewhere around like number two to five. Um, and so that would be right there where the I don't think the I mean the Diamondbacks are doing a really good job of losing baseball right now. And mm-hmm. so I think they'll have the first overall. <laughs> they are, pick. dude. Yeah. <laughs> Somehow they're worse than it's we are. Brutal. And so I think we'll have the second pick. Um and I think I just think it'd be cool. Like how awesome would it be to have oh, they Josh Jung that. and be the Jace Jung brothers? Jung. Yeah. You know that's something they talked about when they were kids yeah. too. Like well, we're gonna make so the awesome. majors. Yeah. I would so love that. I didn't go- know that was a thing, but I would love that yeah. now. Yeah. So let me go back to the first question. How do we feel about Jack Leiter? I mean, I'm in on him. So originally whenever I like and the the MLB draft is so hard to follow because there's so many high school kids. Mm-hmm. Like obviously Kumar Rocker and uh, and Jack Leiter were in headlines everywhere, and then there was a kid out of uh, Dallas Jesuit Jordan yeah. Lawler mm-hmm. um, that you know just because he was from Dallas, I got to hear a bunch about him. Um, he was awesome to watch. I mean, tall, shortstop that could that could hit for power. Um, so that's who I was leaning for in the draft. That's who I wanted to get. Um, another middle infielder. Yeah, another middle yeah. infielder because you can't have enough, right? I wanted lighter just because of that. You know, his dad, his yeah. uncle. His, yeah, I think it was cousins or brothers all played. But that's what they were. They were like basically saying like, okay, because even right up before the draft, they were like, okay, Jack Lighter's going first overall. Like it's a yeah. done deal. So basically. Do the Rangers go after Kumar Rocker? There was a, a, a shortstop out of Florida, I think, named Marcelo Mayer. Um, they were going to try to go for him or try to go for Jordan Lawler, like one of those three guys. And then 
the Pittsburgh Pirates just came out of left field. Didn't and they get a catcher? Yeah, Henry Davis, which he wasn't like on anybody's radar, I don't think. I mean, I think he was a first-round prospect, but he wasn't on anybody's radar. So they drafted him. Which and, opened the door yeah. for us. And then the Rangers are like, oh, hell yeah. And so yeah. they yeah, went after Jack Leiter, and they they had talked about like that was their – that's their number one guy on their board. And, I mean, he's just a – the dude's he throws, I mean, money. I mean, he's – He's everything you want in a pitcher. He's not your prototypical like pitcher build. He's a smaller dude. Um, so is Pedro Martinez. Yeah. And so is, I love Pedro. So yeah. is Granky and Roy you know, Oswalt. You know, yeah. I mean, yeah. Like we've all seen success. Guys. Maddox. Those guys. I mean, yeah. he didn't throw yeah. hard, but he yeah. was great. And I saw too that before the season started, I believe he was the number one rated prospect yeah. in the country, like yeah. high school and college. Yeah. Man, I, I saw when they unveiled him uh, at as Ranger. He's a pretty man. Yeah. He's a very pretty <laughs> yeah, man. Very attractive. Yeah. Very well, his dad played dude. pro ball, so he probably got a pretty wife. Yeah. So, yeah. You know, yeah. great yeah. genes, I'm sure. Yeah. Okay. Um, anything else you want to touch on major league wise? I mean, obviously we, we're going to suck. Yeah. So we're just going to hope for what, 2024? I mean, I think it's good that we did build the stadium because if we oh, were yeah. in the old stadium, nobody's going to go watch this baseball. It makes sense, man. Yeah. It's too fucking hot. Because we're number, our, I think, attendance right now, we're number two in attendance behind Atlanta right now. I'll say I, I went to a game on Father's Day. Yeah. And you cool. wouldn't catch me dead no. at a game in Ju- June, July, or August in the old stadium. Yeah. But 72 degrees is the way you're meant to watch baseball. I'll, yeah. I'll say that. Yeah. And I was super impressed with the stadium. Yeah, I've heard I think nothing it got but a lot great of, I think it got a lot of shade for the outside, how the outside looks. You know, it looks like a barbecue grill. It looks yep. like, you know, we built it at a tractor supply. But, it, <laughs> dude, it no, it it's yeah. really cool. And I hope that they stadium. keep the old stadium and just – keep using it for other things well, because I love the old stadium. It's an yeah. awesome ballpark. FC Dallas is where we had our senior prom. Yeah. Not me and Brady. We yeah. didn't go together, but we were same graduating class. Speak I, I want to see those photos. <laughs> <laughs> no, but... Uh, I probably had like shoulder pads. <laughs> like, I probably looked ridiculous. <laughs> no, but FC Dallas, the second team, plays their home matches there. Yeah, and the um, rough... Or not rough. Who was our... Renegades, oh, Renegades would have played. Or yeah, Renegades. That's I would my, love to go to a Renegades game. My man. alma mater is going to play there. Uh, I think like September 11th. I think they're really? going to play Midwestern State there. So I'm going to go like a um, football game yeah, or football nice. game. So, I'm going to go check them out. Oh yeah, because um, they're good in football. They won like a they won a junior national college champ- national championship. D2. Oh, it's D two. Yeah, even, hell yeah. Yeah. yeah, D2. Okay, sorry, dude, I can tell Put I pitched a nerve there. D2. I didn't mean it. Put some respect, bro. No. <laughs> I mean, if no. you want to go to the game, I'll be there. They were twenty. They won it in 2017, and then they're nationally ranked again this year. I think they're like four or five and in the country. And then your alma mater won a national championship. Dude, I mean, yeah. Just Eat same, same Houston Bearcats. They also had a number five draft pick in the MLB draft. That's no shit. Colton Kowser, yeah. yeah. He was wow. an outfielder got drafted that, by that's the, the highest. Orioles. Oh, yeah, for sure. For sure, in like any yeah. sport. That's awesome. Yeah. So, no, but uh, yeah, I, I was super impressed with the stadium. I, me, my wife, and my kid got in for twenty four bucks. Yeah, when you told me that, you, tickets, you can't man. beat that. And the most expensive part is I, I paid twenty to park, but I was literally across. I just and crossed even one, that yeah. is not bad because you go to a football game. Yeah, seventy five. It's seventy five. Yeah, I crossed the street and then boom, your whole experience cost about half of it. Just a park. Yeah, and right. then we AT&T. got, you know, we did, it was Landry's first one that he would remember. So we got, you know, Went did the whole out. thing. We got the French yeah. fries and the helmet. We got the yeah. hot dogs, the ice cream and the helmet. No. Yeah. And the fact that it was pro shop. Father's Day. That was like a great moment. Yeah, he yeah. got an IKF uh, nice. t-shirt jersey. Yeah. That's my favorite current player, too. I love Isaiah kind of He's solid, yeah. man. He's solid. So I love Jose Trevino. He's a yep. good dude. Mm-hmm. Like, he's, he's super good. active on yeah. social media. Yeah. 
My daughter's got like five signed cards from him just because, cool. like, he just, yeah, he's awesome. He's one of those guys that'll oh, yeah. stay back and, and yeah, for sure. Interaction. I yeah, like that. Sure. Um, anything else you want to touch on baseball wise? No, man. I mean, that's about it. It's uh, it's going to be a fun, definitely so, a fun off season. So, when sure. do you think we could make the playoffs again? 2023, 2024, 2025. I mean, yeah, I'm saying somewhere around 24 because, like, you look at and what if those guys develop, I mean, holy shit, yeah. we're going to have a good team. Yeah. Um, so, the future can do be you bright. have any faith? One thing I wanted to ask you, I know he moved into a different role, but how long is the leash for John Daniels? Because we've had a pretty large sample size at this point. Yeah, um, I, or, I, I think he did that because he knew the leash was getting shorter. Or do we just have ownership that is just out to lunch? And Man, I think so. I think John Daniels doesn't get the credit. I think people bash John Daniels because he doesn't sign the big guys and he doesn't go out there and get, you know, make these crazy trades to get, you know, like – freaking Juan Soto or something, you know, and like try to win it all. But like, if you kind of go back and track John Daniels trades that he's made over the past, like seven or eight years or like letting people go, like, I mean, I was looking at it the other day, uh, Alex Claudio, like we were expecting Alex Claudio to be our next like closer. Like, Mm -hmm. Oh, he's going to be legit, blah, blah, blah. And then you, I think we either let him go or we traded really cheap for him. And he's bounced around like four other teams. Like, John Daniels definitely knows more than I do about baseball, you know? And right. so like, I, you definitely do have to trust that process. And I think if you can kind of go back and look at some of his transactions that he's done over the past five years, you're like, all right, let's give this guy a little bit longer leash than what he's really got. And I, I mean, I think now the ball's in his court with all these prospects we've got. I mean, it's it's kind of nut up or shut up at this point. So, and I don't know. obviously it's too young for, for Chris young um, to put a grade out on him. Yeah. But I think from, Although everything I read and everything I listened to, everybody was pretty excited about Chris Young coming on board yeah. because he was on the radar of some other teams. Yeah. You know, he's a local dude. He played for this organization. He kind of knows this, the organization is comfortable with him. So, so do you expect kind of? Yeah, I think he. So I think the story I heard was he passed up the Mets, and I think he was wow. getting paid more. He was going to get paid more by the Mets. Um, but he wanted to come back to Texas because he's from here. And um, if you could pick between your hometown and New York, which right. is very critical. Yes. Yeah. So even that, if it's the Mets, I mean, it's still yeah, it's still, it's still New York with that major yeah. market media. Exactly. Yeah, and I'm, we're way more laid back, so sure. I could get that for sure. I heard something funny though, where it's like poor Chris Young. You know, he can't just go scout a player because he's six foot ten. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he got this giant of a man yeah. trying to look all inconspicuous yeah. in the yeah. stands. Yeah. All right. He's, he's a big dude for so sure. So that's that's. I'm glad we had uh, we had John. Because I'm not. Yeah, we rarely touch yeah, on baseball, but we're like, it, well, we'll yeah. just have Brady explain everything. Yeah. You know, I subscribe. I get the the Newberg report you know, oh, every, yeah. every day or yeah. whatever in my email, and I kind of skim through that. But it's he does a good job. You just got so you've got you know four different organizations below you. Yeah. You got people moving up and down all the time. And it, I think that's another thing. So going back to fantasy football and fantasy baseball, so we've started. Uh, I think two years ago we started doing a keeper league where like you know you can keep three players. That's cool. Uh, and you really it really pays off to find these prospects and kind of pick them up because basically, you know, it's probably the same everywhere. But so if you pick somebody up, they count as like your last draft pick for the following year. If you want to keep them. Oh, wow. So like if, if you can, you can't keep first and second rounders, but like a third oh, round man, draft pick. Say. Yeah. Like if you keep a third round draft pick, it counts as your first round draft pick for the next year. Oh, so, that yeah. Sucks. Yeah. So, but like uh, there was one guy that, picked or he drafted Fernando Tatis like in the eighth round, you know? So like he, then it, then he becomes a sixth rounder. Like, yes, yeah, sure. That's good. I'll still take him. So now if you're like picking up these guys, like, uh, 
I picked up the the first baseman for the Angels, uh, Jared Walsh. He's having a career year. Like I'll just keep him next year as my first baseman, and he was a you know a low draft pick. So that's where I feel like I've learned a lot about the prospects is just trying to hunt for that next Ronald Acuna Junior. Yeah, Fernando sure, Tatis. Sure. You know, so it's been fun. Cool. I've uh, never tried fantasy baseball. That yeah, might be that'd be fun. It'd be we pay, immersive we play, though. Yeah, like we play said. it a lot like uh, fantasy base or fantasy football, where you just set the lineup every Monday morning, so you don't have to change the lineup and stuff. So. Sure. A lot of fun. Okay. Yeah. Um, I think Andrew's going to hit us on some basketball. Ew. Here we go. Well, I don't like up, that. Dog. Well, I, I <laughs> say, on, it's on the run I, sheet, but I know. got the run sheet in front of me. Okay, I got I got It was just um, it was like a list of basically the top, where they're going, what they're expected to do. Kawhi Leonard, uh, he hasn't agreed. So we'll go straight to um, Chris Paul. He declined his player option, got re-signed for four years, $120 million. That's crazy for a it 36-year-old. Yeah, I thought the same thing. I was like, four years, that's nuts. But he's going to be playing until he's 40, making yeah. $30 million a year. That's nuts. Kyle Lowry uh, got traded to Miami and agreed to a three-year $90 million deal. Conley got a three-year $74 million deal. Josh Collins, John Collins, power forward for Atlanta, who I really wanted. He's reportedly agreed to a five-year $125 million deal. Uh, DeMar DeRozan mm-hmm. has reportedly agreed to a – Three-year, $85 million deal. Chicago, right? Yeah. yeah. And then the next guy, Lonzo Ball, also was a sign-and-trade Chicago. Chicago. Four years for 85 And so. they got Alex Caruso. Yeah. Who's the real GOAT there? Like, we all know yeah. Caruso's yeah. the real mm-hmm. man. I think Chicago's going to be good because then they got... Um, Kobe White. Well, and I was going to say their their big man that they traded from Orlando for. And they got Zach Levine still. Yeah, Levine's mm-hmm. still there. I, so, thought, I, mean, I thought I saw something today where they're getting investigated for uh, tampering. Oh, yeah, for Lowry and someone else. Yeah. But everyone tampers. Oh, I mean, yeah, you sure. know, you say you have till midnight, but then at 12.01, you got all these deals coming through. <laughs> it's not like they worked them out. Yeah. Um, I wish they put what teams they went to because I don't know where did Norman. I think Norman Powell went to Portland. He got five for 90. And then speaking of Portland, I think um, – Dame said he wanted to wait till after the Olympics to kind of make his decision, but because he's a big Nico Harrison fan and he always wanted to play for kid. Mm-hmm. So we I mean, imagine that. getting Dame Dame on this team. We'd have two top ten players, maybe top eight. Um, all the way down, we had uh, Tim Hardaway Jr. He agreed with us for a four year seventy two, and I heard he had an offer for um, it might have been New Orleans for like four years and 88 million. Yeah, he, he turned he, down he turned big out money. More money. Yeah. But it makes sense because it's like, I'm going to be a better player. People, yeah. I think people are going to realize that if I come here, especially if it's like a one or two year deal, Luca's going to make me better and then I can re-sign somewhere else. How's that compared to his old contract? Because I know that we took on his old he contract. He was making almost 20 a year, I thought. Yeah. So it's know, almost like it's down. Yeah. Because he would have been making closer to 80. But I still think he's a good, he's their only guy, he's one of our only guys that can create his own shot. Yeah. And he's a good catch and shoot. Um. Dang, Kimba Walker only got a one-year $8 million. So that would have been a great, you know, sign for somebody just a one-year to rehash your He went image. to New Orleans, is that right? I think he got traded to OKC, but then I, th- I heard he's going to get a bot out and go to, to New York. Yeah, Because uh, mm-hmm. the Knicks had kind of had yep. like a little comeback. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Dennis Schrader, Schroeder. Yeah. Right now he's an unrestricted free agent. Did you hear, though, how he turned down that deal for the Lake? He turned down like an $80 million offer. Really? And now nobody wants him because he's like a bad teammate. He's like a... I mean, no, he hasn't got an offer yet. That's like, remember a few years ago, we had Nor- Nerlens Noel, yes. yep. and he turned down like a, nine, like a, I don't know, $70, $80 million contract, and then he just sucked for us, and then he had to go sign like a one-year, $5 million. He's, he's a backup at like OKC. Yeah, he's something. a backup yeah. now. I mean, we wanted to pay him big, yeah. not quite superstar money, but big money, and he yeah. turned it down, so bet on himself. Uh, Andre Drummond got a one-year minimum deal. Really would have loved to have him because that's a big man we could have used. 
Another big man that's still available is Laurie Markinen, but he's a restricted free agent. And Richard Holmes, Richon Holmes, signed a four-year, fifty-five million. That's somebody else the, uh, that we were really so going after. So is the Gorn? Oh, and sorry, Reggie Jackson. We got him. No, we didn't. We got no. Reggie Bullock for like yeah. three for yeah. thirty. So is, that, that's pretty much it. Is the Gorn Drogic thing still kind of up in the air? Is or is that yeah. going to have to be like a three-way? I, like, I've heard we'd have to because we'd have to match salaries, and it would have to be like Kleba and. Dwight Powell to make it like the 25 that he mm-hmm. makes. But I think that would be awesome because I think that relationship with Luca is like yeah. too special. I think you have to do whatever Luca wants. Yeah, I hate to say yeah. it, but you have to yeah. give the keys to a franchise to a 22 year old. I, I thought I saw a thing today where Mark and Dirk and Nico and Jason Kidd are all getting on an airplane yeah. and going to Slovenia to yeah. offer him the max. Yeah. Yeah. Which is awesome. I mean, it sucks. I don't know if y'all saw the image. So Team USA won the gold. And then it was going to be Australia versus Slovenia yeah. for the bronze. And Patty Mills just, like, had a career game. You know, he yeah. had, like, 40-something points. But there's this picture afterwards where it's, like, right in front of that uh, play-by-play. You know, they kind of have that little box right there. Mm-hmm. And Luca's just sitting there, like, on his butt, you know, back up against the wall. And he's just so defeated. But it's, I think it's just, like, an iconic picture that, you know, it's like Jordan when he would lose in the playoffs. And he looks like, you know, he gave everything he had. Yeah. They were, like, 17-0 before they lost those two games. And now they – all for nothing, dude. They don't get a medal now because yeah. of that. So he's just so defeated. But hey, it's like, hey, we're gonna fly to your country and give you two hundred million. Yeah. yeah. But I think like it, like you said, Gorn Dragic, his brother played really good on the team. There's this other guy. Um, I can't remember his name now. But another guy that was on Team Slovenia that looked great. So if I could get guys that are borderline NBA ready or NBA ready like Gorn Dragic, and I could bring them to just to make Luca more comfortable, like. I'm down for that. I think you're right. I think we have to do whatever Lucas says. I mean, he's a generational player. He's generational. Dude. He's already a top three, five player in the league, and he's 22. Uh, where do you want to go next? You want to go I, can, I can give you a quick medal count. Yeah, yeah. give us a medal count. Um, so it's over, right? Like it ended yeah. tonight, I yeah, believe. Yeah, I think so. Um, so this is what I got right when we started going. We were in the lead with 113, 39 gold, 41 silver, 33 bronze. China was next with 38 gold. 32 silver and 18 bronze for a total of 88. And then it was the Russian Olympic Committee because Russia wasn't allowed because so of their sketchy. doping scandal. Yeah, so, so sketchy. That's the classic right? Russia move. Just, we're the ROC. Yeah, we're, we're not going to play our anthem or yeah, fly our flag. You can't fly your flag. Yeah. You can't play our anthem, but it's the Russian Olympic Committee. But they had 20 gold, 28 silver, 23 bronze for 71. Then Great Britain, 21, 22, 21 for 65. And then finally, Japan, the host nation, had 27 gold. 14 silver and 17 bronze for a total of 58. So, did pretty good. Pretty Go USA. Pretty good. USA, USA. Oh, I think I know what you were saying. <laughs> Go USA. I thought you were just getting sassy over there. Fat and sassy. Go USA. Go yes. USA. Go USA. Sandwiches. Although, I was going to say, I was really hoping for a USA-Slovenia like basketball final. I that's and I would have been yeah. happy. Like, obviously, I'm an American. I would like that. But I was like, if Luca won, yeah. and he would have been guaranteed a silver. So, I just really wanted that yeah. matchup. I, but I, I mean, I watched some. I watched a good bit of Olympics. Like I said, we were home that first yeah. week when it started, so we watched quite a bit. Yeah. T- Todd Frazier and the USA baseball team got beat by Japan. Two nothing. The, uh, Japan's yeah. good though, man. Like that's not a, speaking you know, of that. The yeah. little my favorite, one of my favorite sporting events is happening. Going to start is the Little League World Series. Does Troy Elliott listen to this podcast? Yes. Or no? He's Hell a, yeah, he does. Big fan of the Little League World. I Series. I love the Little yeah, League World big Series. Fan of Troy's it. a super fan. Extreme, what do you say? Like, what's that kid sarcasm. that hits fingers? Yeah. Uh, oh, uh, you're being sarcastic. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. Oh, I was gonna it. say, Matt's like, I love it too. I, yeah, dude, I, I'll watch it. Oh yeah. Why yeah. does he hate? Why children? does he hate children? I, no, I think it's because, and you'll have to ask him. It's because ESPN makes it seem like these kids are like 
freak athletes. He just threw 57 miles an hour. Well, it's like 101 equivalent. <laughs> yeah, they show the equivalency. He's like, he just threw 101 to that kid. He's the next to Roldis Wow, Chapman, I can't yeah. believe Troy's a hater of Little League Troy, baseball. I'm so disappointed that's, in you, dude. That's such a weird thing to get mad about. We would all be in college and everyone oh, would say Houston. We, so, like, I would turn it on. And he'd be like, this is the stupidest thing I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> like, no, dude. This is like the greatest moments for dude, some of those kids. Okay. So it's funny you said that because this next statement is going to sound super weird. But I had a dream where Troy was in it and we were playing baseball and he was super mean to me. So <laughs> Troy, to he dude, he was like he was talking in your dream about how much he hates the little Yeah, little he was series. like, he was like, Matt, you can't hit. I was like, why? He's like, because you're no good, man. We need to win this game. I'm so like, he wasn't mean. F- He's probably being real. Man, He's like a realist. Speaking yeah. of, uh, Kit. Kit hitter die Kesey, the uh, the hitter for the uh, White Sox. He also was one of the only guys to play in the uh, Little League World Series and the MLB World Series. So he did play in the MLB. I, I was trying to think there that. is a guy. It wasn't. I, I shouldn't have brought this up now. Yeah, there's been a few guys. Yeah, see, there's been a few yeah. where you're like, yeah. well, they'll show you their old highlights. I want to say it was like Rizzo or something like yeah. that. Yeah, I was I thinking of some guy right. from the. That yeah. went to like Florida State in the nineties, like JD. Who played for the JD Drew and Stephen JD Drew? Drew. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. what I was thinking of. Yeah, same time as uh, what was Cassell, uh, basketball Sam player. Cassell. Sam, Sam Cassell? Cassell. He went to Florida State too. Oh, yeah. sweet. Anyways, yeah. Dude, but I yeah, can't Tro- believe Troy hates Troy's kids. A, Troy's a big <laughs> Maybe that's a show title. <laughs> Troy hates kids. <laughs> Get, Troy's gonna Troy's gonna call in and do a sixty seconds on Little League World Series. He just rants on these. Dude, I could, I could take. We can take ever. phone calls yeah. now. Um, yeah, we just have to have people call us. <laughs> that's yeah. kind of a big thing. Uh, the, hey, that's mom. a problem. Hey, mom, oh, my mom call will call in. My yeah. mom will definitely call in. My mom would call in and talk Big Brother with this for as long <laughs> as we want, dude. Oh man! All right. So, uh, only other thing on my sports radar: um, Hall of Fame game. Not a lot to talk about there. There's a fart noise. You got that fart drop? <laughs> yeah. That was the Hall of Fame game right there. But it was live football It was on live football. Television. And you know what? It was fun seeing Parsons play the first quarter. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. Came out and by you know, second and third game, we're going to get more starters out. And yeah. Yeah. And it, it was good. And I didn't see, but they had a live scrimmage slash practice yeah. with the Rams yesterday. Yeah, I, I didn't read any reports or listen to anything yet. A lot of fights. Yet. Was, was there? there? Connor oh, yeah. Connor Williams and Aaron Donald got into a fight. Dude, Ooh, imagine yeah. not backing down from Aaron Donald. Like, holy shit. And, like, and he kind of, I mean, he handled his own. Obviously, it was just. Right. Like, that's what know, I heard. He didn't yeah. back down, and he kind of held his own. And wow. then Tony Pollard got into a, it wasn't really a fight, but it was like Tony Pollard and a DB got like. Kind of like say, hooked yes, Ramsey, Jalen yeah. Ramsey. It wasn't Ramsey. I forgot He's who so it was. sassy. He is Ramsey fat, is so sassy. sassy. He's he so sandwiches. Sassy. <laughs> but yeah, it was like a the the DB held him like a little bit longer out of the play, and then Pollard. It was weird because the DB just like took off running back to the huddle, and Pollard's running after him. Like he never, the DB never turned back around to fight him. He just kept running away from him. It was like really awkward. Sounds like wow. Ramsey. Yeah. Yeah, that's. Yeah. I mean, when he said DV, I was like, he's always in up in everybody's shit. And so. I'm, I'm pretty sure um, Hard Knock starts Tuesday. I can't I wait. I want to say it was Tuesday. Can't wait. I think it's the tenth. Can't wait. I already gave you my login. You did. Um, and then a uh, little FC Dallas news. We seem to be on a little bit of a hot streak. I we've saw taken, that win. We've taken ten points out of a possible twelve over the last four games. Uh, we beat the number two and three. Place teams in the West. Who's that? Austin's already? No, no, no. Oh. Uh, Galaxy and Sporting Kansas City. So we beat we them beat too. We beat Austin last night. Though, yeah, correct? we beat Austin okay. last night. Um, and which was a weird move by the front office, but they had Dallas Stars Appreciation Night and encouraged everybody to wear green. And Austin, that's Austin's colors. <laughs> it, that it, dude, it's just it's so on brand for FC Dallas. Like, yeah. It, it, 
At least do it when the uh, opposing team's not green. Dude, I, and they said it was like drowned out, like the green. So just, no, that, that's the opposite so effect. It's it the looked opposite. like full support. It's the fucking, like, dude, they are such clown shows. And like, how it, can you own the Chiefs and FC and one be a model franchise? That's the Hunt family, It's man. just, it's level of give a shit, like. Well, you know, one team probably makes... A lot more money. Well, they the do, and it's so a they write focus off. all their attention. You know, and their dad. You know, they do it for their dad. You know, their dad. He was instrumental in, in soccer in the United States, going all the way back to the seventies. And you know, this was a passion for him. And you know, they they got they got it gifted to him. And they both played soccer for SMU in the eighties. But um, oh, that's, I didn't know that. Yeah, both so Clark they're and actually Dan, are like yeah, a, both, kind of a soccer family. Yeah, both Clark and Dan played for I didn't SMU. Know that. I believe. Um, uh, they both played for SMU back in the uh, back in the eighties, but so uh, we're turn we're slowly turning things around, and uh, you know it's kind of looking up in FCD land. Um, uh, but I think that takes us to what are we watching and what are you we want to do a to? quick Big Brother though because it was a big week for you with your girl. I know, yeah, Whitney. We'll uh, just give a quick. Whitney got uh, eliminated this week. Um, that was my my crush on the show. My uh, crush beat out his crush. I've got to find a new crush. Um, not Anna, dog, or not no, Travis. I'm, no, I'm thinking about Sarah Beth. You guys really just got into left field with this, with with uh, talking about soccer and about Big Brother. Like, yeah, it's two things, things that we would like yeah. never thought were on this. On the analytics for this episode, like right at this mark, it's just gonna. <laughs> uh, okay, but we're winding down, guys. Just hold on. Yeah, I yeah. swear it's gonna be quick, Big Brother. <laughs> Yeah, um, and so I did. The only bad thing about listening to those podcasts is, you know, when we left off, yeah. um, they were in a head of household competition, which is an endurance comp, so they don't finish it. Mm-hmm. And I do know who won. Oh, did they say it on the, on the, the winner circle? Yeah. Yeah, which is one thing I've been listening to, Big Brother um, podcast called The Winning Circle. Winner Circle. Yeah, that's very good with Derek. Really good. And, Derek's the man. Dude, he is the man. I fucking, have you finished that season now? I guess you'll, no, you'll talk close. about it here in a minute. I'm close. All um right. So, yeah, we'll just say it was an endurance comp to see who's in the HOH. Know, do you have any guesses? I don't. Do you want oh, to Oh, any guesses? Guess? I guessed Alyssa. Because it's usually like the scrawny girl that can hold on the best. Do you want to know or do you want to save it for them? Save it. Okay. I'm going to watch tonight. Right, as soon you. as you guys leave, I'm watching Big Brother. Okay. All right. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, so I've just been binging Big Brother. He yeah. got me on season 16, and it's one of the best seasons ever. Because it just started, right? Season 23 season, just oh, started. Season it's always summer. Oh, so you're watching summer. like... He's dude, addicted, dude. He bought Paramount Plus. Dude, How I've many seasons have you watched now? I've watched 12... And then you went back two, three, and maybe ten. And ten, so you're on your fifth, and and you fifth. have a live season. And I have a live season, dude. He's addicted to Big Brother. Dude, I'm now. so addicted. And y'all thought I was a fucking idiot when I was like, "Let me get sixty <laughs> seconds in." No. And now this guy's texting me at midnight, telling me like, "I can't believe Frankie just did this." Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fruit loop you dingus. Fruit loop dingus. Which is the greatest line, dude. I I can't wait to call somebody fruit loop so dingus. So on season sixteen, Ariana Grande's brother is on the season, nice. and it, like he. Um, how do I try? Did you get that reaction though when he told everyone? Dude. It was just like crickets. So, and this took place in 2014 before she like blew up. Yeah. So she had like a she had a couple songs on like the top like charts or whatever, and she had just like got picked to host the VMAs. But like he was like, "This is my secret. I can't tell anybody who I am and who my sister is." And so the season's playing out, and like he gets to a point where he's told a bunch of lies, and everybody hates him, and his back's against the wall, and he's like, oh, I gotta pull my ace card. Yeah. He thought that gotta, was his ace I card. I gotta tell everybody who my sister is, so like, he told the guys and the girls separately, and like, he told the guys, and they were like, oh, okay. They didn't have cool. no idea. He's like, I have and a like, huge secret The producers put in like the cricket noise, and like, <laughs> okay, cool. Dude, dude, the producers are so dude, petty the MVPs, trolls. Dude. I love the when MVPs. they do that. And then... 
the uh, the girls, he told the girls, and they like flipped out. Yeah, the course. girls kind of like, knew the it. Girls, and in hindsight, out. that is a big deal. Like she's a huge pop star, but at the time, the guys were like, "Okay, my yeah. sister's named Alicia." You know, like, <laughs> yeah. are yeah. we going to go around yeah. and talk about but this? No, uh, going back to season twenty three, um, I just now with every the teams going away and everybody going into yeah, it's going to start being individual comps. It's going to start kind of showing what alliances are strong. You know, who's I think the, the cookout is. And I like that, and the um, Royal Flush. Those are two really good alliances. Yeah, but they're so they're intertwined. So, mm-hmm. well, the couple yeah. guys like Xavier and Kylan, they're in the best spot then. Yeah, because they're in the two most powerful. Alliances. I think I think Xavier, Derek X, and probably Hannah are in really good spots to win. And Claire, yeah, and Claire, Claire too. Um, but yeah, so that's what I've been watching. Brady, what have you been watching and and listening to? <clears throat> well. Um Watching, they just came out with the uh, newest season of I Think You Should Leave. Uh, <laughs> Dude, pretty much so the stupidest <laughs> but funniest TV show ever on Netflix. Um, it is really good. Yeah, Jarrett Miller got me hooked on it. But, uh, yeah, it's it's basically Saturday Night Live skits that they couldn't show on Saturday Night Live. Uh, Tim Robinson does it, and it's just season one's really funny. Season two, I think, is funnier, but it also has some like less funny moments in with it. But... Yeah, I think you should leave is awesome. You get you you got to watch it. Yeah, and you're, so good. Uh, outside of your Big Brother time, you got to watch <laughs> yeah. a little bit of it. We'll yeah. find a yeah. tiny morsel of time yeah. for that. Yeah. It is I'll really good. Because when he told me about it, and I watched a couple, and I you know I laughed the whole way. Oh yeah, and they're only funny. like you said, fifteen minutes, and there's like three or four skits, you yeah. know, per episode, so whole, it's really yeah. quick. The whole episode's like fifteen minutes, yeah. maybe. Yeah, right. so you could binge yeah. like you know four episodes in an hour, and yeah. you still yeah. want more. And yeah, it's, and you're gonna be because you you can't watch that much because you're, you're gonna be crying laughing the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't make it through the opening scene with yeah. my wife where she it's was like, funny. "Turn it off." Yeah. yeah, it's probably best to watch. Yeah, my like wife, my wife hates it too. So yeah. So you got any podcasts you want to drop on us? You listen to or um? So I don't know about you guys. I'm a big murder mystery guy. I mean, I like, we love uh, true yeah, crime. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Of okay. Yeah. So, um, the good assassins. Yep. Oh yeah. We already mm-hmm. to watch that one. Yep. Or listen to that one. Yep. Okay. And then super nerdy, but I also, uh, I listened to quite a few, um, barbecue podcasts. Nice. So there's, there's a few guys that are just kind of, and not so much of like the, the actual smoking barbecue or this or that, but it's like, I, I like, I like seeing where people come from and like seeing like kind of their, you know, upbringing and what got him into barbecue and stuff like that. So there's one called tales from the pits. Uh, that's pretty good. <laughs> that's a great, that's name. A great, yeah. name. great name. And then one of the, one of the better ones, which is wild to me is called Kevin's barbecue joints. But Kevin, the dude lives in California and covers Texas barbecue. And so like he's all of his interviews are via like zoom and Skype and stuff. He should move. Yeah. And that's, yeah. Like, <laughs> that would make it a lot easier for him. Actually. Hey yeah. Kevin, he yeah. would make a like bigger yeah. house, better but, commute. Yeah. But he's got like, I mean, he does a really good job of interviewing and asking questions and stuff. But uh, yeah, those are a couple that have been pretty good. And then I'm trying to think of what, and I haven't been traveling a lot lately. So basically anytime I get in the car now, I listen to the mild, mild and lazy guys podcast. Oh, so yeah. I heard of those assholes. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> It's just turned into a giant Big Brother rant, so I might be out. I, don't know. <laughs> um, I really feel like we're going to go too deep on Big Brother. We have to really pull it back. We might just have to start like a Yeah, because me and Matt could talk Big Brother for like hours. Yeah. And it's like we really – that's why when I first did this, I was like, give me 60 seconds. Little that's League all World, I need. Little League World Series of Big Brother, <laughs> I'm out. That's the only – that's what Troy just final straw. <laughs> 
<laughs> I can't believe Troy hates kids. I know yeah. that's so weird. That is, uh, that's probably going to be the show title. Troy, yeah, hates, yeah, Troy kids. hates kids. Troy's going to be like, what the fuck? <laughs> and it's going to take like a two hour mark before this tick comes up. So the whole time he's going to be like waiting for that moment. <laughs> uh, what about you, Andrew? What have you been watching? Well, I like new listening first. Okay. I'm a bit of a wild card myself. Yeah. It's because of how I wrote it. Uh, it's called The Dropout. It's the story of Elizabeth Holmes. She was the founder of Theranos. Mm-hmm. Do you remember that? Yep. She was the youngest uh, self-made billionaire, and then she lost it all in a blink of an eye. So she was the lady that said we could take a tiny mm-hmm. droplet of blood and run it through our systems and do, like, you know, 50 tests. And they were like, well, that's impossible. But she got so much funding. She got so many, like, big investors. Wasn't she, was, she well, didn't, uh, um, shit, Swindle do an episode on her? Yeah. And mm-hmm. then, yeah, yep. so she swindled, which is probably my favorite podcast. Yeah. And they're taking a break now. I don't know if you heard that yeah. new bonus mm-hmm. episode. You yep. mentioned they're taking a break. Yep. Uh, but this is like an eight-part, and they were only like 30 or 40 minutes each, so I knocked it out in a day. But, you know, it says how she was like obsessed with Steve Jobs. So she kind of like even did, did her dress around him. Like she would wear like these big black turtlenecks like he did. Mm-hmm. She got a lot of people to come from Apple to her company. And then, she, you know, she was just like really weird when like, these mood swings. She's got and, a weird voice. Like yeah, they said, and that was a that was a that was a Steve Jobs thing. Yeah, that was a thing that she did on yeah. purpose. She purposely made her voice deeper. Um, they said at parties she'd get a little drunk and would drop it act, and it would just you know be weird. But I mean, she lost it all in being light because it was all a big Ponzi scheme. Basically, it was a big swindle. So at one point she was estimated to be worth like ten billion dollars, and now she's you know awaiting. She could go up to jail for like twenty years or something because they were doing these tests, and they were like, "You're doing these tests on humans," you know, like. These are big things that, like, you would tell, like, oh, you might have, you know, early diabetes or something. Then they would take all these medicine. They'd be like, oh, it turns out these tests were just false. You know, like, they never found the technology to do it. It was all a big lie. Um, the second one's called Murder in Illinois. It's by the same people who made a murder in Oregon. Uh, it's the 2007 case of Chris Vaughn, who, um, it was really pretty sad, the first episode, because apparently, allegedly he murdered his wife and three kids on their way to, a uh, like, a... I don't know what was it called, like a water park theme. Um, he was shot in the hand and in the leg. The the all the three kids were killed. You know, I'm not going to go into detail. And then the wife was found with a gunshot like under her chin, and then the gun was found in the floorboards there. But they, you know, they ended up like grilling him for like 12, 14 hours. They, you know, he had like no memory of this. Um, but they ended up arresting him. And then, but now the whole podcast is, well, they think he's innocent, you know, like, it's just really interesting because it's, it's, he said, she said his family's all against, all, all on his side, but then the wife's family, um, you know, they believe that he did it and that, you know, so it's just interesting. It's like five episodes in right now and it's just still ongoing. So, you know, they wouldn't have made a podcast if there was a little doubt there. So I'm just interested to see how it goes. And then watching, um, this is on HBO max. It was a ringer documentary so that's bill simmons it was called woodstock 99 and it was about you know the woodstock yeah, 99, just yeah. how i don't know if you remember that but that shit was just crazy man like they ended up being like corn limp biscuit yep. raging his machine and by the end of it they literally burned that place down it was like the opposite of what woodstock 69 yep. was like it peace was love and music yeah. Yeah. yeah i mean it was just so much male aggression it was like that white male aggression <laughs> of like a 20 year old it was man like and they were just mad about something and they had to take it out you know there was all these accusations of like rape and sexual assault and it was just, and everything was like, um, I don't know, like, not corporatized, but it was all made for a profit, you know? Yeah. Like, they said water there was like $5, even though it was 100, uh, 100 degrees out. No one could afford water, and just just the, how it all started, and then how it ended, because it ended with, like, everything on fire, and everyone having to get it out of there, you know? So it was just interesting to see how it escalated, you know, with the music. Sounds and like how, a scene out of The Simpsons or something. <laughs> dude, it, it was really good. So it was only, like, 
I don't know, two hours, and um, I like anything Bill Simmons does. Uh, Big Brother 10, because even though last year was a terrible year of All-Stars and this one's better, it is dog shit compared to Season 10. Season 10 had everything, man. It has so much drama. It's got one of the greatest players of all time. Dan, Dan, Dan the man, Dan the man, Dan the man. Dude, he played such a good game. He's he's one of the, he's probably my second favorite player of all time. And then uh, last night again on HBO Max, I watched the new The Suicide Squad. Oh, the newest one, extremely good. Really? Yeah, I watched the first one first just because the girls went to sleep early and like I liked the first one, but I love the second really? one, man. It is so much better. It's rated R, and you could tell like they wanted that rated R. So yeah. it's got language, it's got more violence on us, honest, obviously. But the story's so much better, and the cast is different. So they don't they don't bring everyone back from the first one, but they bring back like the most important people. And if you like the first one, you're gonna love the second one. If you didn't like the first one, you're still gonna love the second one. I thought it was great. Mm. And that's it. That's it. All right. So I guess we're gonna wrap this up, Brady. Man, I appreciate you coming in. Yeah, thanks, guys. I so hope course. it was everything that you imagined this podcast to be. But no, man, we we really appreciate all your support yeah. throughout this whole thing. Appreciate you coming in. Yeah, thanks, Brady. Yeah, thanks. Yeah. Thanks yeah. for having me. It's been awesome. Come back again. Sure. All right, but for Matt, I'm Andrew. We're out, and I'm Brady. Oh, he got it. <laughs> <laughs>